Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens One on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle. This is episode 255. Got a major cool guest for you tonight, Clover the Dank, Clover 420. How you doing tonight? Hi. Tell us where we can find you first off, and then uh, tell us how you're doing today. Oh, doing good, my brother. We're out here in Oklahoma, uh, getting geared up, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I'm pretty much uh, just working on getting a little stoned right now. It's been a busy-ass day, so <laughs> maybe we can uh, pack them up, load them up, maybe get a little high. How about that? <laughs> of course, of course. Wouldn't be fucking talking shit with Eagle if we didn't fucking smoke some weed. Hell yeah, I got you down this show. <laughs> got to get it kicked off to the right start, you know what I mean? <laughs> right on. What do you got over there you're going to be smoking on tonight? Uh, this right here, well, God, what did I even grab? Uh, this must be uh, that gelato that I, I'm smoking on right now. And then I was smoking some of this, uh, this rosin here earlier, uh, some grease monkey. Kind of hard to see. I don't know if the lighting's good enough. Oh, it looks pretty good, man. It looks really good. Yeah, a little live rosin. What are you smoking on over there, buddy? I'm still smoking on some of this Twisted TK from uh, Deep Southern Genetics. That'd be a Simple Man 420 on Instagram. Was nice. Hell yeah. Nice enough to send me. This is that TK times his uh, manja, or what is it, my canopy? I know I always okay. say that right, but man, it's pretty good. Pretty fuely. I like it. Oh, yeah. It's got that gas thing going on. Very nice. Yeah. That's something that uh, just is now coming back into the garden, man. The fuels have stepped away from the garden there for a little while, and they just came back in with uh, the wedding cake and, uh, of course, the, the TK crosses that I've got going now. So it's nice to have them back. Hell yeah, dude. A lot of the, the pastries seem to be doing pretty well right now. The pie, the cake, the cookies. <laughs> feel like I'm talking, a, you know, like a bake shop half the time when I'm talking strains nowadays. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I mean, it went, it's gone. Cannabis names have went such through such a phase. I mean, it, it was all like you know, crazy shit there for a while, Thunderfuck and, you know, <laughs> granny panties and all kinds of goofy names there for a while. And some of it was a little worse than that. Now it's came right over to like just foods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, they're all stoned. They're high. They're, they got the munchies. Like, we'll, we'll get them. Yeah. Used to be a lot of fruit, you know, blueberry, lemon this, orange that. You know, uh, and back in the day, they used to get kind of creative, uh, like Titanic and all sorts of cool names. Um, but yeah, it seems like uh, that Mac right now is the the highly sought after cut. Have you had a chance to work with the Mac? I have not yet. I have not had a chance to work with the Mac, but hopefully someday. Hopefully so. Oh, 
it's becoming more readily available. You know, so I'm what you almost. Growing, what are you growing back there in your garden, buddy? There's a whole lot of everything in this garden right now. I don't keep a list, but <laughs> uh, there's uh, let's see here. There's J1. There's some of Med Grower's uh, smash cake, some of his garlic punch. We've got uh, some uh, Can of Queen's Manja Delight over there and uh, Jack's Velvet Punch. We've got some of uh, that Twisted TK, uh, Agent Orange Jelly Bean, and Sangria, and uh, Mr. Tight's uh, Grill of Goob, or uh, Barbecue, Barbecue Grill of V2 is up running here. And, uh, Dominatrix Primal 2. And uh, that's pretty much what's in flower and floating around right now. There's lots more. Hell yeah. You run soil, cocoa? A little bit of both at the moment. A little bit of both, man. I've been a cocoa grower for some time, but since I've been doing the show and you know, talking with all these people that do great organics, organics, the thing now, everybody's wants organic, organic, everybody's, you know, so I had to give in a little bit. Smiley's Gardens is, of course, a, you know, a great uh, organic gardener there. And, uh, of course, friend. So he uh, hooked me up with uh, some earth boxes back here. It's got like a coots mix, a Smiley's take on a coots mix, I should say. So there's some organics back here, but. At the moment, I'm still cocoa. I'm still cocoa. <laughs> weaning, weaning your way over little by little. <laughs> uh, they have their way. They have their way. <laughs> hey, you know, I always tell guys, you know, if it works for you, you know, go with what works for you. Um, you know, don't be afraid to try uh, new things, you know. But, uh, hell, if something's been kicking ass for you, you know, for past few years you know of course your uh your growing career or you know your your hobby time i mean really you can uh you can pretty much i mean just dial things in one product at a time you know one strain at a time you don't have to go make major changes um and i actually find that uh keeping things stable and consistent in the grow room and uh finding the genetics that are going to work well in your system um, is what really matters because it's really easy to try and chase, uh, you know, things that are doing well in other people's systems and whatnot um, and kind of overlook, you know, uh, maybe how well something is doing in your system just because of a name, you know, or a reputation of a strain. So I always try to use my eyes more than anything. Um, try and take a, a lot of the guesswork out. Um, I, I hate having to guess, you know, um, like how much nutrients need what the plant can't tell me that, you know, I can go off, you know, parts per million, my ECs run off and all that shit. But at the end of the day, like I'm guessing. So um, I've always personally favored the, the living soil um, because you can create a uh, pretty much a little living earth you know instead of having to feed the plants directly as long as there's enough food material um in the in the medium um 
the plants can simply draw it as they need, as long as their pH is level um, and they're healthy, you know. Um, and, you know, that goes into the moisture content of the plants too. Some people, you know, they may think, um, you know, they're trying to figure out all these problems and everything. It can simply just be pH or you overwatered or underwatered, you know, um, some of the most common mistakes that I see. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, back to the original thing. I mean, yeah, just going with what works for you, you know, and trying to create a stable pH environment and a healthy, um, you know, living ecosystem underground, you know, um, healthy microbials are so key um, in the garden. And I'm not afraid to, you know, throw a little extra or whatever, um, you know, just to ensure that I, um, I have microbials in there. Um, at all times and I always make sure I give trace amounts of food um, here and there. I'm a fan of giving water uh, quite a bit, um, but I love giving them teas. They seem to respond very well to that. Also ensuring that if a plant's doing very well and feeding very heavily, they can kind of draw uh, more nutrients from those teas that you're giving them um, as they need them without us having to guess. So it um, it takes that big, big guess of how much food should I give my plant out of the, out of the equation. And ever since I've ever, you know, worked with the living organics and, um, the more I learn about amenities, the more I, you know, dial in a stable pH, uh, system throughout the entire grow process. You know, there's things in the soil that help like dolomite lime, um, that really aid to that, um, keeping a consistent pH counteracting and knowing the pH of your living soil um, and counteracting to make sure that the water going in and the soil are going to meet at a medium to where you have an optimal nutrient uptake pH. Um, so say, for example, if you have a hot soil, like super soil, you know, um, running at a 7, 7.0, really hot, um, you want to introduce me like a 6.4, 6.5. So that way it meets right in the middle around that 6.8 optical nutrient uptake. So that way everything balances out and the line will keep that, the pH stable throughout the grow process. Um, and as long as, you know, you're paying attention uh, to the little things, um, you know, um, making sure you always pH after doing anything you do to your water, you know, whether you add cow mag or, whether you, you know, do a tea or even if it was you pH the day before, you know, that it swings. So I always, you know, um, it's, it's almost like the, you know, measure twice, cut once type rule. You know, you always want to pH twice and water once. So um, always, always do those little things. And it could save you a lot of trouble, um, you know, for a lot of guys out there who, you know, may getting started or just simply chasing their tail, you know, trying to figure out some, some of the things that are so simple for us to fix, you know, but that's just a, kind of a little tidbit about what I do, you know, and what I've, I've found through, uh, you know, my, the, my process and living organics and living soil, learning from sub over the years, you know, I mean, uh, learn quite, quite a bit about soil, <laughs> but I'm no, I'm no build the soil rep or anything like that. Uh, you know, don't get me mistaken. <laughs> I digress. Yeah, I miss, uh, <laughs> that crazy fucker. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I miss that motherfucker too. He's, you know, like a brother to me, a, you know, um, a mentor, an idol. Um, I really, uh, I always looked up to him, you know, uh, pretty, pretty shortly after, uh, you know, uh, meeting him and everything. He's a pretty special guy, you know. Um, and he definitely uh, had a bigger passion for cannabis and had a keen eye for the plant. He wasn't always the best troubleshooter, kind of like myself, man. We're not, you know, but man, when he had the eye for the dank, you know, he knew when something wasn't right with the plant just by looking at it, you know, and yeah, I can't, uh, uh, lost for words it really uh how much he's changed my life and i'm sure just countless of lives all over the world you know through his genetics and teaching and just by kind of going live and shooting the shit with people and you know um sharing his passion with the world and you know to overgrow the planet you know like fucking hanging out as many seeds as possible man i mean god i mean i don't know anybody who hasn't fucking you know talk to the guy and he hasn't shoved a pack of seeds in your chest i mean he's a bad motherfucker man so uh that's one thing about um the project i got going on right now you know the hall of dank uh, working out there working to get that out there together in oklahoma and uh you know a big a big part of it you know as far as genetics what we're doing underground everything is all a lot of it's going to be through subcool's teachings you know and what i've learned with him over the years and uh, I'm going to be trying to do some things in a commercial environment that uh, not many people do um, because they're more focused on, I guess, the bottom dollar of, um, you know, cost going in, maximum profits going out. Um, I'm about the dank. It's like, hey, you know, we can hit our numbers, but, you know, let's focus on what's really important here. You know, the, um, the quality, organic material, and when I say organic, I mean third-party organic approved material where um, it's not just organic because they say it's, or it's organic because it has a partial amount of organic material in it. So we're pretty strict on that stuff. Um, yeah, and I'm into the genetics of, um, you know, from, gosh, I mean, there's so many guys that worked with sub too. I mean... Um, like Badger and North Star and um, many others over the years that um, and we're definitely going to be working with a few of those guys to kind of help continue pump out that dank legacy, you know, and maybe hopefully in the future do some breeding projects uh, with some of these amazing genetics we're going to find. Um, we're looking to, you know, crack about um, at least, you know, right off the bat, you know, 55 strains or so on the list right now of just between uh, Subcool's old menu and um, what Badger has going on. So, and I'm going to start working in North Star and some of these other guys as we go, you know, um, but we want to make sure that we have, you know, a garden completely filled with the dank and grown you know organically and uh living soil um i'm gonna select probably 
know, through each strain, about 50 seeds a strain. The stable genetics, you don't really need to go cracking, you know, 500,000 seeds. Sounds cool as shit, but when you got stable genetics, you just don't really need to do that. Um, so um, that's kind of our plan, man. We're, we're going to go on a, a big pheno hunt. Um, we still have, we just, you know, got approved um, for everything. They accepted our offer for the property. And, you know, we got a, a lot of work to do as far as um, the details of the build and um, getting everything together, getting started. So um, I've been thinking and obsessing pretty much on that, you know, um, quite a lot. So, yeah, that's, that's just kind of a little bit what we got going on. And I'm, I'm really excited what we're going to be able to bring to the, the state of Oklahoma and the cannabis community. I mean, uh, the laws are changing. The world is changing, you know, when it comes to this cannabis thing. And uh, a lot of us, you know, guys have been underground for a while or, you know, doing things uh, just, you know, kind of, you know, on our own. Um, I always urge people that are looking to take that step, next step in the industry that have been growing for a long time, that got good skills, that want to, you know, learn more to, you know, um, uh, to do research into, you know, cannabis laws and the the loopholes and the things that make the business work. Because um, the more you learn about the business uh, and the states that you're operating in, say even if um, you aren't even in the state you can see how colorado operates you can see how oklahoma operates you can see how california is operated and you can see mistakes that states have made you can see that some are very regulated some are very over regulated um, and some are almost like wild west wide open so there's places out there um, that i mean you can't even step foot in the industry you know without having a million dollars you know um and then there's other situations where it's like man all you got to do is be a resident you know and uh you can grow in your house and be, get licensed and distribute so um i always tell people you know be don't free, be afraid to get up off your butt and get out of the state that you're in if you really want to make something happen just make sure you do the research and all the laws and um, all the regulations um, surrounding it, you know, make sure you go look in the bill. Don't be afraid to talk to an attorney. So that way, you know, if you're going to make a move, you know, try and make a smart one for yourself to get in the industry. Um, at the same time, there's also other businesses out there that are established. And all you got to do is, uh, you know, simply um, get involved and you never know what could present itself. There's um companies out there that i mean uh relocate people there's companies out there that you know um will take good care of you um at the same time there's other companies out there that will dick you you know and pay you 10 11 an hour you know and shit like that so you just gotta you know do your research and you know kind of understand who you're messing with and the more you learn about it and your trade, whether a hash maker, an edible maker, a grower, you know, or um, a trimmer, whatever you do, you know, um, yeah, it's just all about educating yourself. You know, there's no, I mean, <laughs> we got an Oaksterdam University, but there's no real like college to this stuff. So educate yourselves, you know, get out there and be proactive, get involved, talk to people, you know, um, 
do you want to learn more about your grow products? You know, reach out to your your company reps and ask them about their products that you're using. You know, if you use great white microbial or if you're running a nutrient line or whatever, you know, you can be surprised how helpful that can be by just reaching out to those people and uh, just kind of talking shop with them. So a lot, you know, don't take that power away from yourself. We can definitely uh, do so much more when we push ourselves and uh, really try and think outside out, outside the box. And, you know, so it's just kind of like my two cents on some things. Uh, Shout out to you, brother, for heading to Oklahoma and fucking making that dream fucking come true, man. And I think when I think we nerd, I think fucking Oklahoma right now. You know, that unlimited plant count, that dream right there, being able to fucking house as many fucking strains as you want to fucking keep. You know what I mean? Work through them fucking packs that we've all, we've all you know, that's what the limits it. I hate having to call the garden. You know, I've popped hundreds of seeds, hundreds of strains. And, you know, you wish you could keep them all, but now Oklahoma, shit, that's possible. It's <laughs> 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 possible, man. If you can yeah, keep them alive, man, that shit's possible, man. That fucking. Smiley said the other night, man, when I was talking to him, he was like, we were talking about it on uh, NorCal there, he was like, man, when I think Cali, that's what I think of mountains, you know, the Emerald Triangle and shit like that. <laughs> I said, when I think of the cannabis, man, I think of the flat fucking lands of Oklahoma. That sounds like weed to me, man. <laughs> Damn right, dude. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma, man, um, it, it's, it reminds me a lot of like Colorado in the very beginning stages, you know, where you could, you know, do things in your home. It has opportunity for the small businessmen. I mean, um, cause that's what most of us are, you know, who kind of got in here and, you know, filled up rooms in their house or whatever, and just, you know, sustained paid their bills, you know? Um, and I, I can't stand it when a state takes that away. You know, um, I, I, I really believe that, you know, um, as long as people are in the, you know, the right building and the right zoned area, um, <laughs> you know, obviously not having, you don't want to do shit in apartments or anything, but yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you can have inspectors come in, you can pull permits for things and, and have all that done and have the mar fire marshal come in and deem, deem things safe. I mean, I feel you should be able to do it in a home, you know, and be able to distribute to a shop, you know? Um, and a lot of those small little gardens will probably pump out much better quality than a lot of the larger operations who are just, filling up a hundred lights, 200 lights in a room and just going for it with fucking maybe 20 fans in the entire room, you know? Um, and they're scratching their ass and fucking wondering why the hell do we got PM, you know? Um, so it's just like, it's, it's like that, man. Um, but yeah, Oklahoma definitely wide open, man. Um, I like the laws. Um, and, um, I like the freedom of being able to, you know, get in there and not be so fucking over-regulated that, you know, you're having to pull teeth just to, you know, produce a plant and distribute it. I mean, it's really, um, really bullshit uh, the way some of these places operate, but things are changing. The world is changing. <laughs>
I never thought we'd make it this far, man. Just to see see us in this place, you know, I'm very grateful, very grateful. But uh, again, I'm not hoping this is like this is the plateau by any means. I hope it just keeps continuing. Hopefully, with Oklahoma rules. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> Oklahoma. <clears throat> I'm a bit of a coffer, by the way. Cannabis <clears throat> <clears throat> can do that to you sometimes. <clears throat> Dude, I, I take hellacious bong hits. <clears throat> Even when I don't, like if I'm taking a little hash hit out of whatever, I, I rip that fucker until it makes me about choke. that old mentality i still am old i'm still one of them cats that i was holding them hits in for a few minutes a few seconds a few minutes i wish <laughs> a few seconds way too long till it's making me cough i find myself trying to do it with dabs too just tell my eyes one practically explode my body's like this isn't right <laughs> yeah i, I fucking go myself with dabs huh. that ain't it's like <clears throat> the whole polar opposite man i mean I, I about fucking huh, have to take like a five minute timeout after I take a hash shit. <clears throat> It'll get you, man. That stuff will get you for sure. Yeah, man. So what? Let's take a walk back, man. Let's take a little walk back if you don't mind talking about some past stuff. You know what I mean? So when did uh? Lady Cannabis come uh, entering your life, man. When was that first time that uh, you actually smoked the plant, handled the plant? Oh, man. Uh, first time I actually ever smoked, man. I, I was probably like fucking, you know, 13. Uh, my sister um, had an apartment and everything and a husband at the time. And I went and spent the night over there and you know, her husband thought it would be funny as hell to get get me stoned. You know, she had this big motherfucking, like, peace pipe that was made out of glass. It was some straight hippie shit, you know, like the fucking chameleon glass that's ever-changing every time you smoke out of it. And, man, he'd load that fucking bowl that was like a three-gram fat. I mean, like I said, this is a peace pipe. <laughs> I ain't never seen a motherfucker with a glass peace pipe. And dude, he packs this motherfucker up and he he looks at me and he scares the shit out of me. He he goes, You better rip this motherfucker and or if you don't hit it hard enough, I'm gonna punch you right in your face. And I thought he was serious. He was joking around, but man, I was scared for my life and he he fucking lit it for me and, and pulled the, the little carb on the bottom off and yeah, that, that smoke filled up yellow thick and uh uh, I was choking and gagging for the next hour until I about puked everywhere. And uh, first time I got high, man, and I I loved it ever since. So, <laughs> yeah. The uh, as far as like you know, the first time I ever uh, grew, man. Um, that's a little bit of a crazier uh, story. And I was. Um, I was actually in kind of a bad way, you know, I grew up, you know, kind of, uh, 
you know, kind of hopping around and stuff, you know, uh, I had a single mom for, for a while. And, um, during my transition from like going to 18, you know, I kind of bounced around a little bit, you know, fucking crazy, crazy kind of situation leaving home. So I ended up uh, staying, you know, with a bunch of buddies when, you know, when you're like freshly 18 and stuff, you don't care about shacking up with friends. It's, it's just cool as hell that y'all even have an apartment and y'all got a place to party, you know? So that was kind of like our mentality. And then, and then everybody got in the fucking blow, <laughs> except for me. <laughs> and then that, yeah, that, that took a, a pre- pretty interesting turn there. You know, I'm sitting up there at fucking 4 a.m. taking bong hits with everybody while they're all fucking geeking their heads out, man. And uh, yeah, and I just, I knew that that situation wasn't going anywhere good. You know, I mean, I had buddies that were fucking doing all sorts of crazy shit, you know, and I was like, man, I, I need to find my way out of here. And um, I was just so obsessed with, you know, um, all the different strains already. I wasn't, I didn't even know that you could get seeds at the time, really, you know. Um, but then I found that out online. I found this place called the Attitude Seed Bank, you know. And um, I was like, what the fuck, you know? What the hell is this shit? And I, you know, I started checking it out and I was like, holy fuck. And we, we bought some seeds and they ended up coming in and I ended up um, growing them out with a buddy that got one, another apartment to help gets away from all that shit so we all kind of band together get this apartment we grew these little shitty plants you know um and they they turned out pretty good you know as far as um you know didn't know what the hell we were doing you know and um so from that point i just kind of you know took it from there i was just hooked on it and i wanted to learn more and and uh over the you know next about a year or two i you know, I started kind of working my way into my own apartment and, you know, um, and about that time, that's whenever I, you know, um, I got introduced, uh, to sub and, um, and we used to hang out all the fucking time in this thing, uh, back in the day, it was like a MIRC chat, like a Merc chat. Um, it's like the undernet, man. Um, and there's like a small group of us we would just sit in there and fucking it'd be active all day and we just come in post some pictures and you know fucking talk about growing or bullshit about what's going on until somebody talked about growing again you know so like it's really crazy um you know that it (laughs) and now it's like instagram youtube everything i mean so we were just it was like this is before weed nerd and everything, you know? Um, so, I mean, I remember at that time, um, he started teaching me about, uh, super soil, you know? And, uh, cause I mean, I was like doing like stupid shit, you know? Um, it didn't really make too much sense. I just didn't know what I was doing, you know? Like going back to what I said earlier, bad at, uh, guessing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I started working with the super soil man. And, um, I remember, um, asking him like, dude, um, 
try to come up and grow out some of your strengths, you know, uh, like what would I, if I ever had to grow out anything, his menu wasn't extensive uh, back then. I mean, uh, you had a lot, all those keepers though, man, like the fucking Dairy Queen, the Cheese Quake, the Jack the Ripper, the Space Bomb, the fucking, you know, uh, Quirkle. And, I mean, it was a lot of the, the classics, man. And um, so, yeah, he told me, he's like, dude, you know, fucking, he's like, crop vortex. Um, and that was it, man. I, I ended up growing out vortex with super soil. And um, it was fucking insane. I mean, like anything that I've ever grown um, before that, I'd never had such a stable grow process. I'd never had um, such an exceptional strain. So and even what I know now about Vortex, what I know now about, you know, the super soil, it's like it makes so much sense. But back then I was just like, what the fuck, you know, because it, it was just beyond words, you know, and um, I remember it just smelled like rotting peaches and like this shitty smell, kind of lemons. And, I mean, it was just insane. I mean, it was like the most resinous fucking plant I've ever fucking worked with. It, it was just out of this world. Um, and it was one of those no ceiling strains is what we called it. A, uh, every hit you take will get you higher. I mean, it's not like a lot of stuff that's kind of out there where you just, you can smoke a bunch of it and it just, you know, you kind of know what it does. You know, these ones, it, <laughs> it gets a little scary. <laughs> and make you sweat, make your heart race. Um, but the flavor, you know, is what keeps you coming back. It's not, I mean, you fucking, you get so high off one hit. Um, it's that flavor and the smell. So I had to start learning. It was just strains. I did not want to smoke. And like, that's Tiva like that. I mean, Sub, me, were like polar opposites. He, he loved the, the sativa, like the most insane sativa you could ever get your hands on. That's what he loved. The stuff to make your heart race, make you freak out. Like, that's what got him stoned, <laughs> you know, and I wanted, like, you know, I love cheese, you know, I want flavor, mellow, like anti-anxiety. So, like, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I always knew that if I got a recommendation from him that <laughs> it was going to be some balls to the wall shit, you know. So, yeah, man, it's just crazy, it's crazy times, you know. Uh, crazy memories too. Those are actually back in the day whenever Sub um, was still actually doing all the breeding with his own hands before Miss Jill even got involved, really. And as things went on, you know, Miss Jill started getting involved with the breeding and was showing her how to do things. And then, you know, um, you had uh, other guys, you know, start helping him breed, you know, like I said, like from North Star, and then he brought in Jinx, all these other cats that, you know, uh, that have helped him through the years and stuff, and some were helpful, some kind of fucked them over, maybe went out and did their own thing or whatever, but, um, yeah, there's, uh, um, I digress. I probably need Heroes of the Farm. That's one of my more favorite collabs. 
Oh, Heroes of the Farm. Him and Northstar and uh, him and yeah, Heroes of the Farm, man. They Both those two help deliver a lot of fire, you know. Oh, absolutely. They definitely. I've always loved their Zeros of the Farm posts. <laughs> I know Sub looked up to those guys for quite a while. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely did. I was surprised there. You know, at the end that it came out like that, but they were close towards the end there of uh, patching things up. It was, you know, a little bit bummer that we didn't see a little bit more of that, you know, come to fruition there. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing that really kind of sucks about this industry. You know, it's not as organized as some other businesses, and that's what makes it kind of cutthroat, unfortunately. Kind of simply said, you know, if you can't like trademark or, you know, own certain things to the fullest extent, I mean, there's people can just come out and, you know, take your shit and go on with it, you know, take your names and use them and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's wide open for that. And that's why you see so much backstabbing in the cannabis industry, you know, and really people will get so much more done if they work together and just find a way to, come to an agreement you know where everybody's happy um there's a way to promote both brands within the same uh same move even you know i mean have a look at you know sub and kyle kutchman you know they always fucking kept shit together right on right on i uh, actually I don't like to give out too much, you know, shit about what I'm doing anymore. But I did talk to some uh, official weed nerds today. Some uh, somebody we all know and love that will be coming back. Let's say coming back to the show. They were on not so long ago. Again, I don't want to drop too many hints because I might be able to nail it down. But uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. You know. It's another thing I've been very blessed about being able to do this is, uh, you know, I've, I've obviously seen you around chats over the years and a bunch, you know, St. Bernard's, tons and tons of weed nerds, but it hasn't been up until this point. Obviously, I wasn't going to be able to get out and do a bunch of shitload of traveling, you know what I mean? But with through this adventure, through uh, subs, you know, the dream of, you know, community and the weed nerd dream there. I've got to, you know, meet a bunch of you guys and, uh, you know, introduce ourselves firsthand. It's been awesome. You know, and that's one thing I like to say, too, you know, cannabis and the cannabis community, I guess, has probably always been, always been. But, you know, but when I think of it, I really do. I attribute that shit to Selb in the weed nerd community, man. I, You know, we were one of the first ones to reach out and bond together and fucking hang make it a point, call ourselves weed nerds and shit, you know, I think a lot of this online shit, this, you know, you know, hanging out in the chat rooms all stems from, you know, a lot of sub pushing it, you know, what he did. So, you know, I, I attribute a lot of things to him. I love for cannabis in a lot of ways, a lot of way I do still do things, but man, I, I still, you know, cherish him for, you know, 
creating this community, man, that still pushes on. And I hope, you know, it keeps, <laughs> keeps pushing on well, from, you know, your people like yourself and a lot of other people, Missy, you know, wanting to carry on some breeding and, you know, keep his name alive. I think that's fucking awesome, man. I really do. He touched more people than, you know, you know, people even realize, you know, there's so much negative bullshit and it was so fucking easy to push around but man nobody took time to you know ask any questions or you know there were so many fucking real people that were just so disgusted by you know what was being said is you know great man i do miss that dude man every time i see a post i still can't watch lead nerds as much as i'd like to go back and watch a lot of the older episodes i can't man that fucking when I'm listening to some tunes and shit and I hear him talking in like some Mendo Dope songs and shit like that, man, I get chills, man. I do, I miss that cat. I actually think I had, I don't think, I know I actually had a moment with that cat like about a week ago, to be honest with you. You know, and it was like right around the time I would have normally had, you know, a phone call with him and shit. And I was thinking, as I was watering shit, man, I'd fucking trade just about anything to have one more conversation with you, fucker. <laughs> and I swear to God, I felt like fucking, you know, he was there, and I fucking, so I kind of thought the questions, you know what I mean, what I would have wanted to ask, you know, that night, you know, and I swear I could hear him in, in the back of my mind. It might have been, like, crazy, one too many, you know, good trips or whatever, but I could honestly hear him, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, fucking going, you know what I would say, fucker, do this, you know, or this or that, you know, I can live, I can really had a sense of, uh, you know, I, I do, I miss that cat. It was fucking a lot of fun, man. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. To to, a lot of energy, dude. Yeah, energy to spare, that's for sure. <laughs> I miss him a lot too, buddy. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I try not <clears throat> to think of all all the bad things. I always try to, you know, uh, when I think about it, I always try to think about the good things. And it was really, really hard for me for a while to, like you said, you know, hear his voice, you know, um, you know, see see him even on video or anything, uh, pictures of him. And it's just, um, and I and I even took I took a break out of the garden, you know. Uh, for a little while, just to kind of chill out. Um, and it wasn't until this year that I kind of got back to things. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, it was like, you want to talk, dude, that first step, like stepping back into the garden felt like a really big one. Um, but as I got into it, I just started getting more and more psyched out because I just started feeling that that energy that I would get with him and I know just fucking, you know, we, we'd nerd out, man. I mean, fucking geek out about weed. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I really, that's why I really miss uh, quite a bit. Right. Cheers to my brother sub, man. Uh, as um, we would always say, let us toke. <laughs> Man, that's one thing that, uh, you know, I wish that he would have got a proper, you know, funeral. But I don't think, you know, 
I don't think anybody would have any one facility would have been ready for a fucking sub cool funeral. You know what I mean? I think we would have come just packing the tank, you know. Broke probably every rule any facility would have had <laughs> celebrating. So maybe it's for the best. Maybe it's for the best. He deserved it. He would have deserved it. Yeah, man. Uh, probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't even have been able to carry that damn coffin from all the tank being stuffed in it. It probably would have had about fucking hundred pounds of just tank stuffed in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh man. By the way, I think that's the way I want to go out, guys. If you guys are listening and something ever happens to me, that's the way I want to go out, man. Just pack that funeral. Everybody pack you. Come, pack a sample in there, and then set that fucker on fire. <laughs> Once that coffin's full, set that motherfucker on fire. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah, I think uh, a Willie Nelson said it best, uh... Well, just roll me up and smoke me when I die. <laughs> I think it's a better way to go out myself. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, he um, he did what he loved, you know what I mean? Um, for, his, for his whole life, I mean, there was nothing going to stop, stop him from uh, cracking a seed, man. Hmm. I mean... You know, that's the first thing he did whenever he got out of prison. Like, most people are like, you know, let's fucking, you know, we got a lot of things to figure out. That motherfucker's over there thinking about cracking seeds. Like, you want to talk about a weed nerd? I mean, yeah. Motherfucker's a weed nerd. <laughs> you know, that's, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but man, that's one of the things that, you know, me. He was sick. He was obviously sick. But a lot of that too was, you know, uh, hurt. Uh, you know, flat out, man. And what had happened there towards the end? Everybody, you know, looking, throwing stones, and at the bottom, you know, being that raid, man, pulled out, practically pulled his heart out of his chest. And you know, it, when that when he had to pack up there and head into that RV, man, that's uh, one of the toughest days of his life. And I remember the conversation I had with him. And, you know, it honestly was so tough to look down at the hands that said weed nerd and think to himself that he was never gonna fucking be able to be the weed nerd. He was so worried about never being able to take off and get the dream going again. It was honestly crushing him. And, uh, you know, it was sad to see, you know, I said there every day I'd talk to him and, you know, tell him, you know, something's rest right around the corner. You're the motherfucking weed there, you know, keep your head up and shit. But the reality of it was, man, it was tough for him. It was really tough to blow that uh, Arizona dealt to him. Tough motherfucker, man. He made it through so much, too. Like you say, jails, 
fucking bullshit, tough marriage, running from a fucking fire, all to make it to Arizona to have, you know, Arizona deliver a fucking nasty punch to life. And the fucked up part about it is, is now uh, Arizona is now recreational. You, Selby. I miss you. I do miss that kid. He was a good dude. I don't care what anybody says. He was fucking top notch on that boat. Yeah, same here, man. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't uh, have a very big circle, you know, and uh, it's definitely that's what one that's of those what made the weed nerd thing special. A lot of us as growers keep a tight circle. But when he came on and fucking we logged in, the circle became that much bigger for a little while. You know what I mean? We weren't afraid to fucking talk and let our guards down to fellow people that were just like us and shit. He, uh, you know, he, he made us feel like we could fucking hang out with each other. It wasn't, <laughs> the circle wasn't so tight. <laughs> yeah man he's like a true uh he's a real true person um you know he he loved what he did and you know uh, at the same time you know he uh he wasn't afraid to you know tell you the truth you know um i remember back uh whenever i was very first learning about super soul and i asked him a question about uh how to you know, I, I'm, it was about something to do with like the super soul and me bringing my trash cans uh, inside or, or whatever, you know. Um, I was freaking out because I left them out and it froze. And, um, you know, I was like, well, what the fuck, you know? I, I was like, what's up? I, you know, I froze my soil and shit, you know, and I brought it inside. I'm trying to thaw it out, you know, what the hell's going on? He was like, dude, the earth freezes all the time. <laughs> and I was just... Uh, oh man, <laughs> that shit though is hilarious. <laughs> that's one of the traits I loved about him, though. You know, that's fucking. I've got nothing but for respect for people that are straightforward like that. You know what I mean? They ain't afraid to put, you know, tell you like it is. Straight cut, <laughs> shoot some shit. And, uh, he had that quality, and I dug that shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> and you know uh he like i said he knew quite a bit about cannabis too and uh, you know um i was always surprised at how many people didn't pick his brain when he was around you know because uh i was like man the the wealth of knowledge is the the lifetime of experience you know just the amount of strains he's grown uh, i mean everything and he brings to the table, you know, he, like I say, he's a true pioneer uh, of the cannabis industry, you know. He was <laughs> one of those motherfuckers out there, uh, you know, at the events, selling seeds, one of the first people doing it, you know. I mean, uh, it's really paved the way for a lot of things, you know. And um, this small group of people have made that happen. I mean, you got guys, you know, like Jack Herrera and whatnot um that's like you know guy he looked up to um you know good old ed ed rosenthal um you know 
And uh, uh, there's just uh, there's certain people I think that need to have strains named after them. And you know, uh, all three of those that I just named definitely deserve you know sub Ed Rosenthal, Jack Herrera. He's obviously uh, got a strain named after him. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about that. So I was like, man, Sub needs his strain, man. Uh, and I know I already know if it would have to be his way, it would be uh, one of them crazy sativas that have your fucking heart pounding out of your chest. But, but the flavor would be insane, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. He very much should have a strain fucking named after him but uh that'd be a tough one man it's gotta it's gotta be like you said it's gotta match the character so you're right it's gotta be that crazy sativa gotta be loud you know so that'd be a tough profile to nail down to you know match it the man there so that'd be and it would have to it couldn't be you know what i mean you'd you'd have to just nail it yeah, it's so hard because we could always sit here, you know, think what sounds great, but when once you start actually doing it, you know, <laughs> it, it may not turn out that way. <laughs> the males are so hard to find. I mean, you can kind of look at them, you know, I mean, judge by like, all right, you kind of smell them, judge by their, their girth and their structure. You know, if it's got big old fucking fat, you know, uh, sax pollen, you know, that has a big old structure looking like a fat, fat cola. I mean, it's probably what your buds are going to look like. And if it looks all strainy and barely shooting out anything, it's probably the traits it's going to pass on. So, um, all we can do is use a, the senses we have and, and I mean, shit, you just got to cross it with it at that point and figure out what it does. So that's why they say it can really take uh, a lifetime to find, you know, a handful of good males. So to answer uh, Smoke and Grill Frazier's question there, you no. know, I just had Mr. Soul on and it was uh, Flora Nugs, I believe, that asked the question if, uh, if Soul would ever think about bringing back the Green Avengers strain, which would be pretty badass i would totally fucking grab a snag a pack of that but he was saying isn't that named after sub that's you know the green avengers was you know had a lot to do with sub but that was more of the group that was you know named after the 77 where the green avengers pretty much yeah that was his vision you know was the green avenger you know um and the green avengers i mean he that was kind of like his pre-weed nerd thought process you know we nerd just kind of summed it up better you know right yeah the, yeah i can't say that uh i mean man i used to love jelly bean and and uh and um agent orange and and all that they were amazing plants uh definitely brought some serious orange oranges to the table and you find that uh the right agent orange it was just like a bigger improved version of jack the ripper damn near so yeah i miss working with with those um 
right now um, I'm just tidbitting with some uh, Cherry Cordial, um, which is a Space Queen and Hell's OG. And then uh, I'm also tidbitting with the Citrus Soother. Um, the Zest Cross with Pennywise. Um, yeah, so I figured I'd, I'd just kind of be playing around a little bit while I'm waiting. <laughs> I got some and stuff I don't want to And the grow log, man. Wish you would have. I would have sent you that Agent Orange and the, uh, the Jelly Bean is what I said along for the grow log, yeah. man. Yeah. Were, uh, actually, first rounders. Some were actually, you know, the real deal. I got them from North Star that were actually, you know, true Agent Orange. They weren't the F2s. Uh, going from this jail there. So, yeah, yeah that's I probably got going. That's what's back here, actually. Are them two? Yeah. Chili and Agent Orange and Sangria up there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel conflicted with it now because she was so nasty to me, you know, but um, uh, it was just out of the blue, you know, just kind of during their. Uh, when they were, you know, parting ways, and man, she starts hitting me up talking about lawyers. I'm gonna sue me over, you know, if I don't take my pictures down off Instagram and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? She has uh, me to, dude. Yeah, she, she, she got real mad, and she she went off on me. Uh, but I was like, man, yeah, <laughs> uh, very surprising. So after that, I just kind of really had a sour taste in my mouth, you know, and to see, you know, people out there trying to, you know, tarnish sub and stuff after that. And during that whole process, that that was just so despicable to me because, I mean, I don't want to, I don't like to harp on negativity, but that, that whole situation in itself, I was like, man, it, it really upset me that, you know, uh, I didn't, I wasn't involved in any way, you know, but she just kind of made herself involved with a, a lot of people and that were in a circle and just did a lot of, made a lot of nasty comments and, uh, yeah, so since then I was like, man, well, I used to love Agent Orange and Jilly Bean, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd probably still grow them out, um, you know, for everybody because they're amazing strains and you know um the history is always there the the amazing positive history yeah well, clover this was my figure on it you know what i mean because i had the same feelings i had this very same feelings about it but i thought because she had, i was one of the ones that were attacked to take the tga out of your name <laughs> I still got all those messages. Yeah, I, they're so fucking comical. They really are. But so I, you know, I thought about that, and then I was I I approached Northstar, is who I've got the you know the seeds from, the stock from, and I was like, hey man, I'm interested in doing this grow along, and he offered up the possibilities of some strains, and I was like, oh, how about okay. Yeah, how about these ones? Yeah, and it just made sense to you know, you know, hand out the real deal, not charge for them, 
but hand out, you know, what better way to, you know, even the playing field with a little bit of spike there, you know, not just the F2s that she's beating up, you know what I mean? But to give away, I fuck, I think it was like 75 packs of each. <laughs> Anybody that wanted them was like, here, grow it. You know what I mean? I, I, thought, I, I honestly thought I was going to get a whole fucking new set of fucking uh, DMs from her, but it, it never happened. So oh, man. I was kind of thankful for that, but you know, there was a little bit behind that. Yeah. Oh, just because of you know she wants to be nasty doesn't take away from how amazing uh, the strains are and the beautiful history right there on them, you know. So it's like can't let her come in and rain on the parade now. <laughs> oh, that jelly bean was an extract favorite for a long time. Oh, I dude, yeah. I, I still have pictures of jelly bean on my wall. Um, that I grew back in those days I was telling you about when I was, I was growing out at all the classics, you know, for the first time, learning about Super Soul for the first time and all that over a decade ago. Hmm. You know, um, it was a jelly bean, man. I had one that tasted and smelled just like Tang. It was insane. And the leaves would turn a dark, deep purple, but the buds would stay a frosty green. I love that about it. Um, and like Cheesequake, dude, I mean, that was one of those strains that, man, you, if anybody want to ever, you know, look for a flavorful strain, you know, you want to taste something that was just, you know, jaw-dropping, Cheesequake, man, was insane. Same thing with Dairy Queen. Um, uh, insane fucking flavor. Um, I had cheese quake that was like a combination of just like grape candy and cherries and the cheesy funky undertones and tested at a very high level of mercy. So I mean it was just like you thought OG Kush or Bubba Kush was heavy, man. Shit. That cheese quake could knock you out. And that'd be coming from the, the quirkle side, that heavy mercy and content. It's good for pain. Um, also really good for sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites too, the cheese quake. Actually got some old again, some older packs of them, you know what I mean? You know. Hell yeah, so, man. The throwbacks are the best, man. You can't beat the throwbacks. can't wait to go back through and some of them uh, it's just so i'm sitting on so many beans right now it's hard to walk through and you know i'm not in such a rush anymore you know with advances and cracking seeds tissue culture you know way of yeah. reservation working with stuff now I'm not so much worried about it now i've got some confidence one way or another they can crack them beans and uh get things to fucking Get them started. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, I, I'm like a fucking kid in candy store whenever it comes to seeds. I love I love cracking seeds. Uh, it's just like, I mean, you want to make a major change in your grow room, it's like fucking crack a seed. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. 
It's like, where's Waldo, man? I mean, <laughs> you're gonna find that motherfucker eventually. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, so what are you uh, doing? I'm oh, sorry. You go first. Ahead. You first. I'm gonna take a bomb hit. <laughs> I was. I was just gonna ask you if you wanted to share like a little bit of a like technique with us, maybe in the veg or something like that. Walk us out a little bit through your style of grow. I mean, you kind of told us about you know. Your, your medium and whatnot, but you never necessarily told us about the way you like to grow, you know, how you manipulate them, like to grow, you like to use stuff like that. Well, <coughs> I'm gonna get done dying here. <coughs> so, pretty much, when I started uh, growing from seed, uh, I don't like the top <coughs> because um, not all strains respond well to being topped, and I want to see that. <coughs> so um, I actually do um, more of a low stress uh, training technique, a little LST. <coughs> and that's where, <coughs> say, you know, your plant's growing upward with your main stalk. Um, once it has a a nice solid root base and a girthy, uh, girthy stalk. <coughs> um, <coughs> and you kind of have a window to do this early in veg. It's not anything that needs to be exact. You can just simply go and squish uh, the branch and then lay it over. So, I mean, it's still intact, but it's almost like topping the plant without topping the plant. You're just going to have to keep bending and working that stem keeping it laid over and those other those other uh, branches on the bottom will work their way up it's also an alternative to topping say if you don't want to um you know have the whole time frame issue with you know topping your plants it's kind of you um you can practice it you pretty much work uh the stems outward you know flipping the heads over so that way they're kind of flopped down and letting them work back up to the light that um, also strengthens the branches indoors because um, they you know plants inside they don't really get a lot of wind you know so um, that's why you know we have trellis support and all these other things so much um, not only to help support the buds but they are weaker than usual because they, they're getting a, uh, a smaller amount of light than they would outside, obviously. So, um, and that's why I also like to do a little sub cool shake too, you know, once they're big, you know, is what I call it, where you, you take your branches and kind of shake them. Um, they have to be really developed for you to do that though. Um, you may break a few branches fucking trying it out, but yeah, I, I like to beat up my plants and work up those, work those stems outward. Um, and when you're talking from uh, from clone, I do tend to top uh, early, um, and that's what uh, I do it the way Sub taught me. Um, is where you know you have about um, about five to eight internode spaces. Um, I like to wait till they're about eight. Um, you know, you want to make sure you're in a nice developed root system before topping. Um, 
because if you top too early, then you're really fucking yourself. So I'd rather top a little too late than too early, you know? Um, so I always look at the plant and you can just judge it as a whole and be like, this is look like a plant that has a solid root system, you know? Um, kind of make your judgment upon that. But like I said, uh, the, the LST low stress training in combination with topping as well works pretty nice. Um, I know I've uh, have some examples earlier on my Instagram of pretty much how uniform the plants can be uh, when doing that. I like to I believe in a long veg as well. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, they 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 flower their plants out kind of quickly. You know, the old five weeker, you know, um, five six weeks. Um, I believe in an eight week veg time, um, it allows the, I believe, you know, that it allows the plant, uh, the proper amount of time to develop. Um, I've noticed more potent cannabis out of it. Um, oh, there goes my phone. <laughs> and then, uh, I've also noticed more, um, more yields as well, obviously, because the longer you go and veg, the bigger your yields. So. Um, and there's also another little trick too, that when I am training these plants, the one thing I'm keeping in mind is to keep the, your main colas, the heads and the, on the top of the canopy, you want to keep those flush, nice and level because the plants can sense gravity. You know, it, it comes down to breeding. Um, naturally a plant outdoors, uh, will distribute most of its energy um and this is indoors and outdoors whatever you know but it'll distribute most of its energy to the highest branch to catch pollen that's what it does in nature um because if pollen's floating around the area and everything that big bud at the very top is going to catch that pollen have the highest chance of catching that pollen so you can trick the plant um to evenly distributing its energy by having a level flush canopy and you can significantly increase your yields by doing that alone. Um, so a lot of these guys that are out there claiming the bigger numbers, you know, are definitely utilizing that technique. Um, because it, 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 it's kind of weird whenever I learned it, that's when I started hitting my big numbers. Um, so I was like, man, you know, cleaning up the plants properly, making sure you don't have any wasted growth underneath the bottoms. We call it, you know, skirting is an industry term we call it um you know you imagine like a skirt you know halfway below the plants you want it nice and stripped down um that's all going to be all the the branches um and leaves that aren't getting light uh that are going to be big enough buds it's just going to be larf anyway nobody likes larf you know undeveloped bud so well as we want a solid nug and the better you can get it you know, skirting properly, um, whether you're topping or you're, you're laying them over, um, making sure that you're, you're, uh, doing your LST, you're working those branches outward, making sure that no branches, you know, work overgrowing another one, turning your plants. Don't be afraid to turn them. Um, so that way, whenever it's all said and done, you're, you're looking at your canopy, it looks flat, you know, um, yeah, and you'd be very surprised in uh, the numbers 
um, you can get from doing that. But I'll tell you though, I mean, if you got a few that are really offset, I mean, uh, higher than the others, um, it can, it can kind of take a negative effect on that. So you always want to make sure to try and make the canopy as flush as possible. And it's not too, not really too hard to do. There's a million ways to, you know, uh, I've seen people tie down plants. I used to tie them down and I tried that stuff, but they just end up growing out of it quickly. And especially when I'm using like teas and shit like that, they just, the, the growth is so explosive. They, they, they bust right through it. So, um, I noticed that just you go in there, uh, work them, you know, at least, you know, once a day, um, you do it more often, train your plants outward. And then eventually once you have the distance, um, around how big you want your plant in width, at that point, you can start letting them grow upward, um, and training them into your trellis or your, um, say your stakes, you know, however you want to do that. So, yeah, the veg is very, very, very important. Um, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, you know, trying to crush it and veg, because if you crush it and veg, I mean, you're going to set yourself up for, uh, you know, what you've been working really hard for. So, yeah, there's all sorts of tricks, man. Um, as far as products, you know, um, yeah, there's a list, you know, I like to use, you know, great white, uh, you know, green bicycles. Um, yeah, I like the green grow veg um, as a topper, um, you know, as needed. Um, I use the Roots Organic soil. Um, always enjoyed Roots Organic. Um, it, it's a great mix. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really worry uh, about gnats and shit like that, to be honest. Beyond all honesty, I mean, I uh, my microbial life is so active that if I ever have any gnats, they end up dying because um, I don't overwater and leave any standing water in the room. And on top of that, they're going to get killed by the microbials. So, um, yeah, and I, I don't do any IPM. Um, I've grown for many, many years and haven't had PM in ever. I haven't had uh, spider mites. I think that was the last thing I did have. And that was about seven years ago. So ever since then, I've ran on completely clean garden off integrated pest management prevention, just being clean and um, making sure that uh, yeah, I mean, I got, I'm kind of an extremist. I'm not going to lie. I'll, I mean, I literally will spray down fucking, you know, my shoes and clothes and stuff like that and box up things that come from outside. And I'll do that to anybody that ever comes in my house or uh, in the cultivation or anything. Um, you, you know, in a commercial cultivation or even in your house, you can use like booties. Um, they're, they're a really good preventative measure. Uh, um, Procure gas. Um, you can go into Procure, um, and there you are. A, uh, I can't tell you enough. I can't tell you technical information about them. Really, um, they could do a better job at that. But essentially, um, it's like a harmless gas, and they have a liquid solution. You can pretty much 
mix up this liquid solution and you spray down and you sanitize anything that you have. Um, and it would be like an alternative to H2O2 and bleach and, you know, hard chemicals, um, except it, it's not, it's even better than ozone. It doesn't, you know, um, uh, have the wear and tear that it does. So you can do the liquid spray for sanitiz uh, sanitization and you can do the, the gas for bombing the room, um, killing off any spores or any microbials that are unwanted uh, in the room. So, um, and I can, you can also, uh, you just turn your lights off and you can let it filter through your HVAC equipment and all that. It'll help keep your equipment, equipment clean and everything too. Um, so yeah, the, and it's not, uh, you don't have to worry about it being as harmful to humans either. Like some of the other things worrying about burning holes in your skin, like H2O2, you know, or fucking ruining your clothes like bleach does. And, you know. Um, having harmful residues. So, um, yeah, and being very, very clean. I mean, pretty much, uh, I, I always tell people, you know, uh, cleaning every day is a very common thing. I mean, there's not a day that goes by that I don't clean my grow room, you know, um, just to give you an idea. Um, it's pretty much, pretty much like a janitor when there's no water in there, you know, you've done your LST for the day. It's like you clean, you know, um, always be mindful of anything coming in, you know, um, cause, uh, the key to prevention is not bringing anything in in the first place. And you never have to worry about pesticides and all that. Um, so, um, yeah, taking precautions, you know, um, is very key. Um, yeah, as far as, um, you know, um, other products um, that I may grow with, uh, yeah, dude, um, let's see, and the gray white, uh, I know I, I use their, uh, their Myco, um, what is it, that liquid, uh, um, what's it called? Um, uh, trying to think of the name of that shit. Um, that's the bong hit kicking in. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty much like a uh, what it's food for the microbials, really, with some trace amounts of uh, food, and you know, and it's made by the Great White um, Company, same people who make them the microbials. It's the oh Myco Chum. I knew it was Myco something. It fucks me up because I also use the extreme gardening, uh, Mycos. Um, I don't use their Azos because I use Great White. And I'm sorry, but Azos is so fucking expensive and you run through it. And it makes no sense with the strains of uh, microbials that are in that to the Great White. Great White is so much cheaper and lasts so much longer. I was like, well, I'll use their, um, their Mycos, but I'll just use Great White, you know in substitution of the azos and it's i've always seen amazing results with great white it's one of those products that like any grower can add to their system and you know it it does it's just microbial life it, it doesn't um you know have food content in it or anything um and yeah that myco chum 
it's it's food for the microbials made by the great white company and you can give it to your plants and trace amounts but you can tell there's fucking molasses in that shit so um if you're using like a drip feed system or irrigation or anything like that or the pump that you're using you may want to make sure that it can handle the size of solid you know and and whatnot uh uh, maybe want to get um there's like grinder pumps out there too um i know there's like an aero mixer an aero mixer is kind of a newer product it's a it mixes teas um and acts as a watering uh, pump so whenever it's done mixing the tea you just kind of convert it into the pump and you start uh watering with it so it's pretty badass the aero mixer um yeah, and as far as uh, any other products, let's see. My you got my ADHD going. <laughs> we got a uh, fish shit. Uh, fish shit is pretty fucking awesome. Um, I'd say that's probably the the newest product I have in the garden. And uh, don't get it twisted. I mean, uh, it smells, and uh, it smells definitely like fish shit. So. Um, <laughs> no mistaken about that. Um, but it, it definitely has great results. Um, uh, another one of those that can be added to any system um, and improve your system. Um, let's see. Um, I was mentioning the Green Grow earlier, their veg, uh, the topper and everything. They have a few other products and I've tried them out. Um, I just, you know, me running the, the living soil um you know it was just a, it's a super soil way um we just make tweaks to it by pretty much turning it to an extremist organic system you know where trying to stay on the cutting edge of this stuff you know by really um bringing all the right companies together you know um you know if we get a product say for like earthworm castings you know i'm not just gonna go get earthworm castings from the hydro store you know, I'm not just going to go get big roots, wiggle worm or whatever the hell they have. I'm going to go get the best that I can get, you know, so I'll go to build a soil and I'll order specifically, you know, their red wiggler earthworm shit, you know, which actually, which actually comes in, uh, comes with some earthworms still living in it. So, um, definitely not any fillers or conditioners in that bullshit. Um, you know, down to earth, um, man, I can't say enough about those dudes. They're the shit. If you are mixing soil, um, man, are using any dry amenities, you know, uh, organic amenities. I mean, they are just awesome. The quality of cannabis <laughs> that down to earth promotes is insane. They, they have had it on lock. They don't have to have fancy bottles and all this. I mean, you look at their box. It's like this little biodegradable cardboard box. It's not flashy, you know, but man, they really got it. They got it in. So, and they're cheap. <laughs> Can't beat that. Um, and let's see. Um, uh, let's see any other products. Um, yeah, always, obviously cow mag, you know, you always use that shit every watering. Um, even when they say you use just water, you know, add some fucking cow mag. Um, let's see. Yeah, um, 
really I do a lot of teas you know um I use a lot mainly water you know I know how much soil is going to last right um approximately for you know uh, how many weeks for one gallon or five gallons 10 gallons it's going to last um some strains feed heavier than others but I always leave myself a little bit of room to top dress with a little bit more soil so that way I can always water in more food that way and then I could always top dress with some amenities like I could top dress with some earthworm castings I can top dress you know with some of that you know the green grow veg um you know I um really get them going so you can kind of work things in uh without necessarily having to transplant right away you can kind of almost in get that root, that root system going and leave yourself that little bit of space. So that way you can, you know, you can even top dress with super soil, you know, once it has a good enough root zone. So there's little things that you learn working with it um, that really will take you to that next step and start getting you growing faster, saving you time, um, getting you off to a really healthy start. And, uh, you know, um, uh, when it comes to teas, man, the, the green bicycles and just like I said, adding a little fish shit, you know, uh, add, you know, your cow mag, your fucking, you know, great white. Um, every once in a while, a little trace amount of, you know, microbial food, you know, the fucking micro chum or um, whatever you use, whether you, you know, you use like um, uh, a molasses product or whatever carbs you use to feed your microbials. Um, uh, around day 30, maybe day 45 um, of flour is when you really, the only days I really give a heavy feeding to the microbials. Um, now, if I have like a 70 weaker, you know, uh, in flour or something like that, or even longer, you know, you may hit a day 55, you know, we're going hitting them with some more teas. Um, but yeah, usually last teas, you know, day 45, um, day 30, you know, I'm pulling a trick with them. I want them to get hungry. So I get them, I get them dry. I don't want them, you don't want them to droop. Don't piss them off, you know, um, but you want them dry. You want them wanting that food, right? When they're, I mean, they're established, they're going, they're ready, they're blooming. And then you get them real hungry and wanting it. And then you feed them a tea um, or anytime you transplant, feed them a tea. It's a good rule of thumb and get that nice explosion in flour. And uh, day 45, you're hitting them at their last tea, making sure that they uh, have enough gas to finish for your normal eight to 10 weekers. Um, so, yeah, um, that's what it's all about, you know, is, but if you pay attention to that system, not just the products, if you think about what's actually going on is we're adding some more food through the top dressing and the teas, right? We're adding uh, more microbials because I don't ever, I'm sorry if I ever do plain water, it's cow mag and great white. I never give a watering without a little bit of great white. What can a little hurt? You know, so that's what it, my rule of thumb. It's always going to be there. 
you know, and I'm not worried about wasting that product because one, it, it lasts quite a, a good while. And, you know, um, when I hit my T's, that's whenever I do full dosage. It's all about trace amounts in the meantime. Um, and that's the real key to organics is making sure that it has what it needs and the, the medium is alive and thriving. So the microbials have food constantly. There's microbials constantly being introduced. The, the food material is always there when they need it. Um, because the beautiful thing about organics is say, oh, fuck, I gave them too much of something. Uh, well, if you give them too much of, uh, you know, uh, food content, they may burn a little bit. Um, but you're not going to really have any major, major issues. Because, I mean, it's not like you're gardening with salts. When you're gardening with salts, it's like, it's like a firecracker with a fuse, you know, because it's like, you only have so much range when it results um, before it really starts turning disastrous because then you run into nutritional lockout issues, you know, and that's anytime you introduce salts. Um, so I always try to work really hard to, to keep salts low as minimum, even in cocoa. And I know you Eagle, you know, your cocoa. So there's cocoa out there that shit you get off the shelf and it's like, you test it. It's like 1100 parts per million. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> this, you know? <laughs> and there's stuff out there. You can get that's, you know, steady, you know, uh, like a hundred to 200. When you pull off the shelf, you're like, I can work with this, you know? So, um, stuff like that's very important. Um, so I, I try to keep salts out of the mix. Never have any, uh, nutritional lockout issues you know we use epsom salt in the mix you know a lot of weed nerds may know that you know um but yeah i mean food uh active microbial life man feeding the microbials and it's just like almost too easy and that's why that's why i love it you know um and it, i get to put my thought more into reading the plants the timing you know um and i know that it's like, fuck, if I'm looking at the bottom of this plant, you know, and it's sitting there starting to feed off itself and they're starting to fade on the bottom of the plants, you know, they're hungry, you know. Um, so you always want to try and prevent that. Those are like your, your reader leaves or those little fan leaves on the bottom of your plant, you know, whenever uh, the way we do things, you know, because we're always pHing, you know, once going in. You know, and then once right before uh, we water, after we've done everything to the water. Um, so we know our pH going in is on point. Um, everything that is weighed out to the gram going in, uh, that's a powdered amenity. Um, so as far as consistency, you know, we're really trying to dial in the most consistent product that we really can, you know, because it's like if I start leaving it up to all these bottle companies, you know, mixing my bottles for me. I don't know exactly how much of what is in that bottle, you know? Um, and that's the one thing I learned through bottle, uh, working with bottles. I was like, man, you know, some rounds I'd kill it. And some rounds I'd be like, man, I kind of did a little at this timer, you know? So I had a lot of variance, you know, a lot of commercial facilities that I've worked in, you know, um, like I said, it takes, it starts taking all that guesswork back in. I was like, how much, 
I don't know what's in this motherfucker. You know, they mixed it all up for me. So, um, um, yeah, I love being able to take every little piece, part of it, you know, what they need and know exactly how much of what that is going in. And you can start making custom blends for strains, start learning what they like, you know, and start dialing it in piece by piece and really learning throughout the process instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to give it a half dose of this or, or, you know, full dose of this, you know, I mean, um, the, the bottles that I'm working with really are CalMag and um, the MycoChum and Fish Shit. Those are the only bottles that um, that I work with. Obviously, pH down. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's the only only bottles I got in my system. Everything else is a, a powder in powdered form. Um, it's not only cheaper, um, which allows me to you know, kind of spend a little bit more on good products and whatnot and kind of really get a full system. But yeah, bottom dollar, it's like, wow, I didn't really spend too much on this, you know, underground, um, which is nice. And uh, shit, once you start figuring out how to, you know, re, re, uh, reuse this soil over and over again and have it reconditioned by another company or something and be able to get the same results, that's when we're really going to be killing it. So, um Still trying to figure that out, though. <laughs> we're, we're there, though. I mean, as far as testing goes, what's available now to us for, like, soil tests and all that, and we don't have to, like, bow mm-hmm. our heads down when, you know, we mm-hmm. want to learn about something. Can't, you know, hide it, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm growing something else or something similar mm-hmm. to this is my soil. You can test <laughs> yeah. I've got everything I need for that. Now I can go. I'm growing fucking some fucking weed. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm growing some mighty good cannabis here. <laughs> good the soil's still good of what I need. Yeah. yeah. They can go, yeah, you need to add this. You know what I mean? So Hell yeah, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, dude, like I I don't know, the the living organics, that's what that got me about it, man. It's not just I guess the um you know, because say, for example, you know, when you're going to piece together your super soul, right? You know, and this is where I've seen a lot of guys mess up, you know, is it's like, man, um, there's there's only a few companies that you should even have to go to. You can go to down to earth. I mean, to get pretty much all those powdered amenities, you know, um, huh. between build a soil and down to earth, you can get everything for your super soil and growth fucking this some of the sickest dank between just those two companies and you know um if you want to go on a bare bone super soil method you know like guys just want to be easy and clean so hell just you know cow mag that water and fucking um you know follow your time schedule you know three weeks in a one gallon you know five weeks in a in a five gallon you know uh, finish her out uh, 10. I like to finish out 10 gallon if I have space, you know, finish her in a seven. If you're cramped, just know if you're in a seven, you may run out of gas. So um, you may finish her a little bit sooner than you want to. Um, but yeah, and you can feed, you know, give her some something like Myco Chum or, a, you know, a carb product uh, um, that feeds microbials around day 30 day 45 of flower and you can really kill it with super soil um and a lot of thing 
uh, sorry. Um, one of the things that I like to add in my super soil too is I like I like to add a great deal of uh, that great white in there, man. Uh, that shit it, it makes for an even better uh, super soil. So um, it's just one of the things that's not on the list that I like to throw in there. Um, and you get a really killer web on your soil as long as it's not like you know sitting out right in direct sunlight like super soil ferments best when it's like in small batches you know if you got like a 32 at max like a 55 gallon drum you know um ferment them in small batches have it litted and uh yeah, maybe about three gallons of water, you know, um, and uh, you get diluted down. And you sit out outside out of uh, direct sunlight, kind of in the shade uh, during the summer months and spring months where it's a little warmer. Make all your soil for the year. And, and yeah, you'll, you'll crush it. You'll get a nice web. Um, and that stuff's really, really easy to work with and grows really, really clean. I'm fun to smoke dank. I, I mean, if anybody hasn't tried it, I mean, it's definitely, definitely worth a try for sure. And it's not too, not too expensive. I mean, you can knock out uh, a nine bag batch of super soil in between about two to 300 bucks, depending on where you live, you know, and, you know, you fill your pots, um, and, you know, the five gallons and 10 gallons, you're going about 50% super soil and, you know, maybe 60% in flour. So maybe for a little bit for top dressing throughout. But yeah, man, I mean, it's a really easy system to use, um, clean, and plants love it. Not only that, but uh, one thing that has, isn't spoken about too much, but yeah, the all the, the seeds that, you know, the dank and were made in or, or growing bread and super soil, you know, um, uh, a lot of them, you know, so whenever sitting there, they're sitting there getting tested out, you know, I mean, all these results are coming back from super soil. So, um, yeah, I know sub always loved it whenever he saw something respond well, like, and that goes, um, I'll back to the original thought of, you know, try and find things that respond well in your grow room, you know, respond well to your methods, what you're doing, because um, that's what really matters. I mean, it's, it's really hard to, you know, to trust the right people when, especially when you can go to the hydro store, man. And, um, and they, uh, they'll spit a million different products at you. You know, you, you walk in there and you're instantly overwhelmed with the amount of products you see um, and that are even available. So um, I've I've really prided myself and, you know, trying to only use products that are third party approved, certified organic. Um, you know, I'm I'm not like a no till guy or anything like that, you know, Um I'm just recycling a system that, that works very well for, for growing cannabis. But, um, hell, I've seen stellar results from hydro to cocoa and everything too. So it's not like, you know, 
some of the best bud I've smoked has been hydro and cocoa. So I, it's not like, you know, um, that a lot of it, I have to, you really have to give credit to genetics, not the method, you know, cause man, you got good genetics. They're going to shine through, even if you beat them to shit, you know, some of these guys, you know, you see their stuff and they're working with a good strain and you're just like, man, it still kind of looks good. <laughs> you know, you know, it's kind of scraggly, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I always preach it, man. You, you got King Genetics. It can really, uh, it, it can do a lot for you. So, work, you know, grow, um, grow from the right breeders, and you, you could never be happier. I mean, you got guys like we've named earlier. You got, you know, Subs Old Genetics. You got Badger. You know, Heroes of the Farm, North Star Genetics. You got like Ocean Grown Seeds. I mean, you got TH Seeds. Bodhi seeds, um, all those I just even named, uh, and there's more. I mean, you got exotic genetics, you know. Like, I mean, these are guys that you know you can go crack some seeds, you know, um, and you're gonna find some dank, you know. Um, now, it's, if you want to compare the companies, you know, there's some guys that are that run more stable genetics than others, you know. Some guys that just have other terpene profiles down you know sub love fruit for the most most of the time i mean for a long time you could only find fruit strains uh, on his menu uh you know he, he wasn't the big gas guy you know and then you go to other breeders you know like rare dankness and some of these other dudes you know um it's like it's all you find is gas on their on their list you know um and there's other guys that's all they've got is fucking cookie crosses and shit like that. So I don't know, everybody has their, their bread and butter, you know. Um, so that's why it's nice to try some things out. But, you know, I, me personally, like, I've always loved, you know, what came through whenever a sub had a decision on it. And um, so anything that was on that old menu was just fucking amazing man and uh and badger dude he he does an amazing job and i'm i'm looking very forward to you know working with a lot of those as well because i've uh, you know not only was i been a beta tester for sub for years um i was also started beta testing of badger's stuff as well um and man uh, it, it fucking <laughs> Like the sweet tea, the Pinot, the Queen Anne's Revenge, man. I just there's some amazing strains out there. I can, dude's got some skills, you know. Um, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to cracking uh, some of these new genetics and bringing some serious tank to Oklahoma. It's definitely going to be a home for the weed nerds out there for sure. <laughs> pretty awesome man it's pretty awesome i can appreciate it man i hope you do i hope you do bring the fire to oklahoma well fuck yeah dude and definitely not gonna stop there either i mean you know um sub you know he lives through us you know what i mean there's this whole like thought that whole you know someone blew my mind i, I don't know maybe i was too stoned or something one day but they were trying trying to tell me how you know uh, you know, energy in the world is never like lost. You know, it's uh, 
it's always it's transferred somewhere, but it's never lost. So, I mean, that's why that just makes me think. You know, I really think that sub, and you know, um, and just because people pass doesn't mean that they don't live through us. I mean, their energy, you feel it. You know, when you start thinking about them and you start just reminiscing, I mean, you feel that energy. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's the impact that, you know, people really make, you know, one person can really make a big difference, you know, and um, that's why I always, you know, uh, urge all of all the wheat nerds out there too, you know, to go out and try and up your game, you know, and, you know, educate yourself. If you want to be in this industry and, you know, for a career or, um, you know, just, educate yourself you know take if it takes so move yourself to another state don't wait on it you know take yourself somewhere where you can do something and uh like i said do your homework talk to lawyers look do research into the bills and um and everything and so that way you know what you're walking into you know in colorado you're walking in over regulation you know you can't grow and distribute to shops in colorado you can't no way you know Oklahoma, sure, you can do something like that there, you know, and a lot of these states start out that way, too, um, like California started out that way, hell, even Colorado started out that way, but as things progress, and you see the recreational markets, and it, things just unfold in this industry, you know, things are going to get more strict, so I, I tell guys, you know, if they want to get their foot in the door and make it happen, you know, Put your nose to the grindstone and, you know, challenge yourself to start looking into some of that stuff because, um, I mean, there's, I mean, if you don't even want to do the business side of things, go and um, find businesses out there because there's tons of cannabis uh, businesses out there um, that will um, treat you good, but there's also a ton out there that, you know, are doing the whole 10 to $12 an hour to have you, you know, slave away for them. So, um, know what you're walking into, you know what I mean? Uh, sure. You want to work and be ambitious in the cannabis industry. You know, you just got to pick your poison. Sometimes, sometimes you got to eat the bullet, get in there and get some commercial experience. Um, you know, judge the quality of the operation. How clean are they? How much does the, it make sense? You know, is it, a really well thought out operation or people kind of running around scrambling around, you know, um, getting in with the right company also makes a big difference too in your future. Cause I mean, if they're going to be successful and you know, the standards of their rooms are going to reflect in that the procedures are going to reflect on that. So, um, Trust me, there's a lot of people trying to get in this industry. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that are just looking to make a quick buck and don't give a fuck about it. So, um, you know, try and get with a passionate company, you know, that is looking to do the extra, making sure, because, I mean, fuck, taxes will put a company out of business overnight. So, um, this is a crazy industry. I mean, you're talking about they're allowing you to go in and set up shop and everything, but it's still te technically federally illegal. So, you know, you uh, you have to be careful um, with how you go into it. If you're looking to, you know, be a, a cultivation or, you know, be a dispensary storefront or uh, 
you know, be an extraction lab or whatever you're, you're looking to do. Um, whether, and I mean, um, in some states, like I said, that may sound fancy, but you can be very small time in some states, you know, so, um, you know, go out there and check, check stuff out and, um, and do your homework if, if that's something that interests you. Otherwise, I mean, how there's a, if you're just looking up your grill game, I mean, shoot, um, it, it's pretty easy to do that. You just gotta, um, know what's going in, you know, so that way, you know, if you make an adjustment, uh, you, you know exactly what piece of your system made the difference, you know, um, to say, like I said, with a, if you have like a bottle that has a bunch of different things in it, you know, um, it's kind of hard to single one thing that they may need out of that bottle and the others they don't, you know, and so, yeah, and there's, there's some nutrient companies that allow you to do that and some that don't, so it all just comes down to preference, but there's a hundred ways to skin a cat in this, this industry, you know, and so many right ways to do it. Um, one thing I always recommend is just try using clean products. And, I mean, uh, and be attentive, you know, look at every leaf every day. Um, you know, be clean. <laughs> I can't stress that enough, man. I mean, fuck, you, you gotta be clean if, if you want to stay in this stuff and not have bugs and, and, and all that bringing spores from the outside, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, a grow room is a recipe for disaster, really. I mean, you got moisture, fucking lights, and, you know, soil, and, you know, I mean, if you're using soil, I mean, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's a good way to uh, bring in bugs and microbials and mold, mildew, and shit like that. So, setting up environment is pretty key, and, Make sure you have tons of airflow in your room and um, your temperature, your humidity, it's all stable. You know, you're not having crazy swings um, from day to night. A lot of people, hell, they don't even look at their fucking temperature at night. I can't. <laughs> Most people almost like, it's like the lights turn off. They almost like forget the grow exists. It's like, hey, fuck it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it can get really cold at night. Um, it can get really uh, humid at night too. Um, and, and sometimes, man, uh, you know, if you're at home, it's like, man, so you got to go turn on your fucking heater. <laughs> so set up a uh, little timers for yourself, you know, so that way you know uh, what you need to do and when. I mean, you go going in from summer and, you know, into fall and the winter, things change. So try and keep unlocking your environment if you're i try and keep a, a constant 78 degrees uh night and day um so i don't have temperature swings um and also i can have an accurate reading on my fade uh, uh at the end because um if i have cool nights it's going to promote my plants to turn purple or pink or lavender or what they do um, now, if I have a constant 78, I know if my plants are fading in the end, it's because they uh, are having the proper nutrient fade off. And um, so 
Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I want to be able to eat, read my plant accurately. A lot of people like to have the cool nights to turn them colors, you know. Um, but I, I, I like a constant 78 because there's less risk of uh, bugs and mildew. Um, and I can read my plants a little bit more accurately during the fade off and the end of flower. Um, that's just something I do. Um, and as far as the humidity, um, I keep like a constant, um, uh, like a, a 60% humidity in veg. Um, we're rocking like a 50, 55% humidity at it um, in flower. Um, obviously lots of air, air flow. Um, big, uh, big advocate of fans in the grow room, you know, uh, fans on your floor to kind of move things around, fans over your canopy, um, making sure that, you know, those, those leaves are moving a little bit. Um, you don't want any direct uh, air on, on your plants, obviously, uh, or else they get wind burned um, and the leaves start getting all pissed off and, you know, intruding on themselves. Um, but yeah, and towards the end of flower, um, this is something a lot of industry pros do, um, is right there towards the end when we want the plants to kind of finish off and we want to promote that, we'll drop that humidity down to about 45%, um, and get that real last pull out of the, um, out of the plants to help them finish. Um, because you drop that humidity, what that does, it kicks in plants to start feeding faster. Um, and it goes to the VPD levels and they will start feeding faster from their root zone, um, enabling your finish. So if you're in flush or, um, or whatever, I, I don't flush because I, when I don't do that. I don't have to worry about that. But, um, if you're in that period, um, you definitely, uh, I'd say probably about the last week, drop it down to about 45%. Um, so if you have multiple strains in your garden, uh, obviously wait for your last strain that you're going to pull out of that. But if you're doing perpetual harvest out of your garden and it's never empty, obviously that's not something you want to do. Um, but yeah, if you are emptying your flower room, um, all at one time before you load it in again, uh, all one strain. I mean, that makes it nice and easy to do that. Um, so, uh, little things like that. Um, I mean, make big differences, man. Uh, but yeah, um, I digress. I'll have me another bong hit, man. <laughs> Take one, man. Take one. Yeah. <laughs> All this talk about smoking weed. There's not enough smoking weed going on. <laughs> got that OJ, huh? This is a mango, peach, fruit, and vegetable. Yum. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, those indicas always get me, man, that shit. <coughs> those indicas burn a lot hotter, it seems like, than the sativas do. <coughs> Think so? Yeah, <coughs> I always get a more cough out of it, an indica, seems like. <coughs> May just be me though, I don't know. <coughs> I'm trying to find the <coughs> the chat on here. Um, let me see. <coughs> So you play the guitar on the wall? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I played since I I could about walk, man. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, it's been my hobby for a little while. Uh, <clears throat> you can probably see my dime bag shit. You know, that's another one of my idols up there. And Duke could fucking shred. <laughs> I was a Pantera fan. Still a Pantera fan. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I was born and raised in the same town they they were. Um, they, uh, out there in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm from originally is uh, Arlington, Texas. Um, I lived there a lot of my life and, um, you know, I, I pretty much got my start, um, you know, obviously growing outlaw and shit like that um, in Texas for quite a while. And, and yeah, it, it just... It was quite, quite crazy. I have a lot of stories about that shit. Um, yeah, eventually I smartened up and moved my way out to Colorado, and that's where I really got my experience in. And um, not only did I pursue, you know, skill trades out there um, to try and improve my craftsman skills, um, but I also um, started getting my feet wet in the commercial industry and eventually... Um, started working my way into doing, you know, startup operations and uh, helping guys get things going. So, and now we're finally at the, the point uh, over 10 years later, uh, we're even starting this whole ganja journey, man. It's like, uh, I'm about to hit Oklahoma and, um, have a real place that's like screams everything that, you know, Subcool is about from, you know, that living soil to the genetics and dude, the room was what we're going to set up. And then I'll tell you over the course of the next few months, um, I don't have, we don't have much to show right now. Cause like I said, we just got a, um, them to accept our offer on the property, but yeah, dude, um, it's actually a ranch. Um, 
it's not going to be like an industrial uh, building like a lot of these guys are. So we're, we're uh, it's going to be a lot more of a homey vibe, and our rooms are going to be absolutely sick and top notch. I mean, we're looking to be working with all the uh, cutting edge lighting. We're going to start with HIDs, and then I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, research and development with LED lighting. Um, trying to really figure out um, what LED systems would be more beneficial because at the end of the day, and sorry, it has to pass the quality test. You know, I don't want foxtailing. I don't want a lack of resin content, you know, just to save some power. You know, I, I refuse to sacrifice quality to save some energy, you know. Um, so, and it looks like, oh, there's a lot of LED lighting out there that is looking pretty badass, you know. So, um, from Gavita to Hortolux to Spectrum King, I mean, dude, there's some, there's some good ones out there. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Gavita actually uh, is just dropping this new LED. Uh, I couldn't really tell you much about it, but uh, you'd have to go check it out on their website. And um, it, it fits to replace uh, HID lighting. It's like a supplement. You can literally swap it out with your HID lighting. Um, and uh, it takes up the same amount of light, can't, uh, the light space, you know, for the footprint and everything. So, you know, it's, it's definitely getting, getting there, man. Um, <clears throat> The lights that I've I've always used um, has been Hortolux. I've been a big believer in Hortolux. Um, I use a veg bulb that a lot of people don't even know about from Hortolux, but it's a super high uh, metal halide, not the regular metal halide. Um, it's a super high. It's a big ass bulb, dude, and they're really they're pretty expensive. They used to cost like fucking over two hundred fifty a bulb. Um, now, I mean, I can outright go get one for like 160, but it's an expensive ass bulb, man. But dual ended, dual ended ceramic LED, I've never seen uh, a light perform this single ended metal halide super high Hortolux bulb. Um, they are absolutely insane, and apparently, they're used for like uh scientific research for plants and stuff so um i was like fuck yeah i'll give it a try and ever since then i've never used another veg bulb i mean they make big plants and they make them fast and they make them strong too um i've even flowered under them and uh with good results i didn't have as much um but yeah i had great results um so the, the super high, meta, uh, high pressure sodium is much more common. Um, I've used those single-ended for a long time. Nothing uh, crazy, but in the facilities, we will use dual-ended. You know, but when I'm working at home, it's like I don't want to deal with all that fucking heat. So we've been, you know. Um, but yeah, single-ended in veg in a facility with dual-ended in flour. And... Um, and we're, like I said, we're going to have our extra space for uh, cracking seeds, research development with lights and, um, and all that. I plan to also uh, um, 
would like to distribute clones in quite a quite an amount um, because some of these strains that we are going to hunt through that we necessarily don't want to toss aside, but we're not going to use for our production. Um, that could be beneficial for tons of other people. And so I don't want to just throw them away. I'd love to make them available for clones for people to come and get, you know, and I mean, it's really cool whenever you almost have like the clone bank you can go to the, it's like the one-stop shop. You can go in there and not only just get a, a huge variety of strains, but multiple phenotypes within those varieties, you know? So, um, I think that's really important trying to tap into all the different uh, terpene profiles that we know of that are out there and have them available in the best forms that they can be in really, you know, that's what we're looking to do. <laughs> A lot of bullshit. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a place like this, you know, Wonderland's gone. Hopefully there's more and more places like that popping up. Yeah, and with the, you know, the whole tissue culture and everything, um, it makes it a lot easier um, to be able to do that and not have to worry about, you know, the genetic drift as much, but I myself don't know shit about tissue culture, so <laughs> I just know the benefits from it and know that I want to get involved with a company that does it because of those benefits. <laughs> Um, I just, I'm still kind of doing a little bit of uh, research in Oklahoma as far as that's concerned, but I wouldn't expect there to be any, uh, anybody too crazy developed already out there in tissue culture, but you never know. I mean, it just takes one guy that really knows what they're doing to bring something together, you know. And I've talked with a few people out there that seem to know what they're doing. So we'll see. <laughs> I was worried about tissue culture, but then Oklahoma came around. Yeah. Like you can have unlimited plant count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. And uh, yeah, I, I like the, the laws out there. Um, I like how things are, um, you know, they're friendly for people to set up business uh, in the state, you know, and they're definitely uh, putting laws in effect that are keeping like big corporations out and whatnot from just swooping in and flooding the state. Because, um, yeah, you've got to be like a resident for two years before you can have that license. So. Um, now it's, it's, it's like that though, but I mean, sometimes you got to risk it to get the biscuit, man. You got to just go after it. You know, um, I've went after it before and fell flat on my face, you know? Um, and I've also went for it before with great success more so than not. So, um, it's all about knowing what you're going into and trying to, educate yourself and prepare yourself for anything uh that can go wrong because what can go wrong will go wrong so um you just got to be prepared but all that all that shit aside i mean from <clears throat> you know 
Um, I always try to, like I said, focus on the main, the main importance of it, growing the healthiest plant possible, man, and being as clean as possible um, from the products to the process. I mean, uh, I want to truly bring, you know, something to the market that I have not yet been able to seem to be able to go out and fucking get off the, off the shelf like regularly it's like man i've seen some dank out there but you know what i haven't seen that subcool dank regularly available on the shelf yet and that's what i want to try and make happen because man i but it's like i said just trying to continue on his legacy you know um i don't want and through our marketing through our promotion i'm not gonna try and like use his name or you know do anything like that it's more just you know because we're the hall of dank you know I'm my own person, you know, I make do things a little differently. We we all grow our own way and everything. Um I just uh I wanna make sure that his mission, you know, lives on, man, and um we continue to overgrow the fucking planet, you know, and bring the dankest cannabis that we can possible. I mean these these breeders are hard at work making this shit happen, dude. I mean <laughs> I mean, we're, we'd be sitting at home chilling smoking our bowls and shit these motherfuckers are <laughs> doing some gnarly work you know got teams working behind them you know um, and a lot of people are always looking for that one person to get the glory man and after being behind the scene, the scene so much really when you look at like Jungle Boys you look at you know fucking any of these corporations or whatever uh they're established it's it's a team it's always a team man you know even with sub you know everybody loves sub but you know it wasn't just sub you know there's a team behind sub you know so there's always a team that deserves to get the recognition uh, uh you know everybody you know from the person mailing the seeds to the per- person sorting the seeds to the person you know uh just you know uh Go on Instagram making a post or um, the person that's growing them out, trimming, you know, everybody uh, makes the difference. So, um, but don't ever, I, don't, I don't ever want anybody to feel like, you know, whatever level of, you know, scale you're at of growing or what point you are at in your life, you know, with this stuff. I mean, I mean, one, this is fucking confusing times man i mean <laughs> not only do we got like this this covid bullshit but it's like you know this plant's federally illegal you know and there's states that allow businesses to operate at the same time so it's a big clusterfuck um yeah it's, i just say stay positive you know and always try and push yourself don't get comfortable where you're at always try and take it to that next step you know it's really easy to sit back and fucking um you know just get you know get comfortable man get too comfortable um where you're at and you know just don't you know just don't learn when you do that you know in the learning game or in a lot of different things you know so it's like and when i'm not in there i don't have things to do i'll try and you know go online and products that I'm using, you know, I'll do research about them, you know, I'll see, 
what other people are using out there. I do research on products and stuff. I, I love that stuff because I, it goes back to knowing what's going in. The more I know about what's going in my plants, the more I know I can feel confident um, about what we're trying to do, you know, and product selection is so key to success. I mean, and the more technology gets, you know, uh, gets going and keeps advancing. I mean, we're able to see what people do and, you know, learn from each other and help each other out, you know, and that's what was so great about, you know, the whole, you know, platform that I had with like, you know, uh, the weed nerd and what you're doing here, man, you know, it's like being able to get together and kind of learn together, you know, and, and talk about uh, this shit because, you know, uh, it's, it's, there's no, like I said earlier, there's no college really. You can go there. There's an Oaksterdam. I joke around with that because, I mean, I mean, they do general stuff, you know, at Oaksterdam. Nothing you can't learn off the internet, though, unfortunately. Um, that's just where we're at, you know. There's so much valuable information on your little cell phone and your fucking laptop, man. It's like, it's just waiting for you to go there and find it, you know. Um, and understanding your MPKs, your micronutrients, your macronutrients, you know, those are things that are important to understand, you know, and, um, and I find that a lot of uh, companies out there, like I said, that um, are more aware of those sort of things, they end up finding a system where they can kind of piece each thing in together, um, or it's balanced out in such a way to where it's, um, everything's pretty much cycled in at the appropriate time and everything's separated that would need to be separated from the system and, and whatnot. So like I said earlier, a lot of, there's just a lot of companies out there that kind of can fuzzle every fucking, like, you know, um, everything together in a bottle and it's really hard to separate what you give the plants, you know? So there's just levels, you know, it all depends on how simple, you want to be with it, how, you know, uh, how much you really want to get into it. Cause what I do, is not necessarily very complicated. Um, it, it's very simple, um, and very easy to learn how to do, um, and has to be too, especially for, you know, commercial operation. It's wash and repeat, you know, we're fishing through strains that are finding that are, uh, that we're finding that have the best results in our methods and uh, tossing the other ones aside and just wash and repeat. So, um, but as we're doing that, you know, constantly taking notes of uh, things that we're adding when we're adding it, um, monitoring the, the levels in the room from your temperature, humidity, your VPD, you know, um, me being in soil, um, you know, I focus more what's going, I know what's going in. So that way I'm not having to sit there testing my runoff on my plant, wondering like, Oh, what the hell is going on? You know, um, I never have to test runoff, um, because I, I know exactly what's going in. Um, and, and we, it's just such an easy system to, to work with. And that's why, you know, um, I, I choose to do it, and not only that, but it just makes the dankest cannabis I've ever fucking smoked. So I, 
I tend to just try and find those dank strains that respond well with it, man, and try and get to flavor town, you know. I'm looking to more go into well, you don't mind what's that? I hit these eye drops. So hopefully you don't mind why I hit these eye drops while I ask you this here question. I don't know. And my contacts the whole time I've been digging at these eyes, man. They're fucking these contacts are like glue. Man, I was gonna I can't say, hardly man. blink without them like moving and shit. I'm like, man, these fucking <laughs> 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 yeah, well, uh, whatever you're smoking on is doing its job then. <laughs> so what I'm kind of wondering is uh you you know you get hopefully you get things popping there in Oklahoma there and you get a chance to run a bunch of strains. Uh are you gonna focus on, you know, grabbing some of the hype shit that's going around or you think you may uh swing uh swing towards uh maybe some of these uh smaller breeders and you know some uh some unknown strains, bringing some unknown fire into the mix. Work at some different angles. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, we obviously have to get the basis um, going, especially with starting a company. You know, you got you got to know you're starting out on the right foot. You know, so we're gonna have ones that we're very specific on ones that we're starting with. Um, at the same time, yeah, we're definitely going to be. Uh, we have a list of, I guess, a priority list because when you talk about, you know, the the guys out there that have been in our circle that are proven that are amazing. And some of these guys, I think it really surprised you. Cause I mean, there's people out there that they, they don't do enough shopping of, of you know, um, with their genetics, like, man, like say if you go shopping at North star and you figure out everything they have, you're going to be blown the fuck away because you're going to look at like over 100 strains on this list going like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's just pretty impressive list too. Yeah, dude. So, it's really insane. So it's like when you start thinking about it, you're like, man, I can grow anything. Like what would, what should I grow now? If I had to pick one or a handful or whatever, a small few that I'm about to pick. It's like, I could, if I could choose anything, they want to make sure that you choose something that's going to blow you the fuck away. And staying on the cutting edge of cannabis means that we're going to have to work with unreleased uh, genetics, you know? And uh, as far as like small breeders and, and whatnot, um, you know, I, it doesn't matter whether they're small or big. Um, it just matters that they um, have stable genetics that are proven. Um, you know, I don't mind, you know, giving, giving guys kind of a shot, you know, like say, you know, if a dude's getting lifted off and or whatever, and he really wants us to kind of, um, you know, uh, try stuff out and um, he doesn't really have too much to show for it or whatever and um i'd be willing to accept his seeds but you got to understand that the list of seeds out of everything we could crack you know what would make sense um so it's just, it's just really hard to get to the front of that line you know um so for a lot of these guys um that are just starting out and whatnot. 
um, yeah, they may just, um, I may have to help them, uh, get connected with, uh, some other people. I may test them in like a personal garden or, um, that can maybe get some results elsewhere. Cause when we're, when we're in production, I, I'm already going to, you know, have, uh, a good amount of breeders that we're going to connect with, um, that we know are going to produce insane dank, you know? I mean, God, I, I don't know, between Badger and fucking North Star alone would keep me so fucking busy, you know? <laughs> and then uh, I started including all these other guys, too, you know, like uh, Exotic Genetics and, um, and some of these other big cats. Um, but, yeah, we're looking to bring around everything eventually you know i'd like to bring out even classic strains once we start getting all the the ones that are prudent you know because we'll have everything um but we got to start somewhere so we're going to start with a little over 50 strains and uh we're going to work our way from there and um yeah i'm i'm really like I said, a fucking nut about seeds, man. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen how, you know, even, you know, back whenever sub fucking gave, um, what was that coma guy? He gave him a shot. The dude was working with his cuvee and made some amazing shit, dude. And I actually still have some seeds from that guy. Um, I've got same Sarah. It's yeah, Sarah's fucking good. Yeah, I got some of them. And they're that fucking uh, blueberry subquintessenta was pretty good too. Did you get that from uh Coma as well? Uh I have some other ones for them. Um Yeah. The blueberry I, killing fields maybe. Yeah, I know there's like one that had like blueberry in it and um there's like the white or white something. Uh hard to remember I'm i know you right now man if you're looking for some good blueberry uh, that cat had a good fucking blueberry man i ran the his but his blueberry ibj oh that's brand. one i have right IBL. there yeah. i yeah, got that one. yeah yeah the blueberry ibl there that one's fucking fire and he crossed that with the blueberry quintessenta which was a, a cbd strain uh-huh. And man, I actually popped the blueberry quintessenta first. Really? That thing dripped so much fucking blueberry that I was like, holy shit, if it came through this heavy in the fucking CBD strain, I got to go back and fucking get some of that fucking, you know, blueberry, the original blueberry. And that shit's fire, yeah. man. If you've got a pack of that and you're looking for some blueberry fucking turts, I would highly suggest uh, dropping that shit because he definitely had a good line there. I've tried to get that cat on the show, man. He's he kind of ducked out of thing, ducked out of uh, eyesight there for a minute. And I think yeah, he's just starting to come back around. Yeah, man. He, uh, you know, I, I may have to uh, give him a shot in there too because I know that. Uh, yeah, he was producing some fire. That, uh, like you said, that Samosar, that was the one that got my attention. You know, when you're uh, breeding uh, dank on that level, you know, um, that, was, that was pretty nice. 
you know. He's pretty good at what he does. Um, I, I forget. Uh, gosh, what was the... I was trying to think. What was the last ones I tested? Um, I think that it was like... Tinto de Veriano was one that I tested uh, that blew me the fuck away. Um, Badger has one now with cross with that called My Sharona. And <laughs> the Tinto, man, I fucking love that shit. It's so good. Uh, it's got like this lemony, almost like fucking like chemical, like, Kimmy background, you know, like like lemon pledge or something, you know. And that shit will keep you up. Like if you smoke it, it it's it's not like a make you your handshake kind of sativa and it's not like one of those heart racing ones. It's more the like it suppresses your hunger, so you don't get hungry. And then like it just keeps you going, man, and it keep, keeps you in a nice happy giddy mood. And, uh, yeah, eventually you notice, you're like, damn, it's fucking like four o'clock in the morning and I'm not tired at all. <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely wig out fucking binging out on some shows or playing some video games on that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one as well, man. Yeah, Queen Anne's Revenge, though. That's another one. The name never did the justice, dude. Queen Anne's Revenge from Badger. Holy fuck, dude. That is insane. Uh, I can't even describe the smell. It's kind of sweet, but it's funky. And the funk is like... I don't know. It's like Chernobyl on fucking steroids. It's just... (laughs) It's like that signature look too. It's like that that I always loved that uh, um, sub really um, like his first photo, the uh, first photos that I saw of his um, kind of had that uh, that bud structure that Queen Anne's Revenge reminds me of. It's like where there's very little leaf to calyx ratio. It's just bud like a fucking bud monster. You know, um, fucking resin rails out to the fucking tips of the leaves. It's insane, man. Anybody I've ever talked to that's cracked Queen Anne's Revenge has come back and been like, bro, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah, it was a huge seller for me here in Michigan, that's for sure. Definitely highly suggested. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I loved it. No. Sweet tea. Oh, sweet tea. Yeah. I love that one. Uh, <laughs> I still kept a pack of that back. And I even got a pack of... Uh, Missy sent me back a pack of her uh, uh, recreation of the sweet tea. The F2s. Or was it? Uh, no, I'm sorry. That was a uh, Kineos. Sorry, I missed it. You're listening. It was uh, Kineos that sent me that version of uh, Sweet Tea. Oh, okay. Like, so, yeah. 
Yeah, they're really nice folks. Um, they sent me some stuff a, a little while back, and um, yeah, I just I I had <laughs> had so many things in line, I just never got around to them. But uh, <clears throat> that's why it's hard, you know, uh, for me sometimes, just because we've got so many amazing genetics, and then the the breeders I'm working with pumping out, you know, testers themselves. So. Like I said, it's really hard for some of these other smaller cats to get get their foot in the door, you know. So almost got to give them a, you know, like a one strain, you know, get their chance, you know. But uh, so it's like, man, it's whatever, enough. whatever they have, it better be be a, <laughs> be representation of what they can do, you know. Um, and it should be stable for sure. Nothing pisses you off more whenever, like, uh, you're looking for something and you can't find it, you know, and you hear people raving about it. It kind of pisses you off because it wastes a lot of time and money growing something. It's, it's like the going on, like, you're talking about blueberry, man. Um, if you're going on a blueberry hunt, it's really fucking hard to find blueberry because you never, and to find a plant that smells and tastes like blueberries that is a blueberry. Dude, good luck. I mean, they're, they're hard to find, but now there's guys that are out there that are starting to pop up again with the blue. So um, I'm glad to see that happening because, I mean, the plant itself is a nightmare. Um, in the past, it's, it's sensitive as fuck to food. Um, and it's just a pain in the ass to grow. Um, um like I said, my, blueberry I've mostly ever had in my life never smelled or tasted like blueberries. Or if it did smell like blueberries, it didn't have taste. Or it was like low potency, you know. So that was the only bad thing about blueberry experience that I know I had the same blueberry experience that Sub had. <laughs> Pain in the ass blueberry experience, man. <laughs> Made it real. It's like, I don't know. Back in the day, it's like the the one that stuck out to you. It's like, yeah, smoke some blueberry, you know. And it just sounds amazing, but yeah. And to go on that hunt and find what we found, it's like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I tell you that uh, the stuff. I had some really good shit, blueberry '95-ish that went uh, around here in Michigan, like really, really good blueberry. And I haven't had nothing that tasted like that in quite some time, but that fucking uh, that Coma Creations blueberry that he's got really put me in the mind of that '95 blueberry and shit. So if you got that, I said highly, highly suggest you, you know popping that. If blueberries in your, uh, you know, and something that you like or interested, I'm telling you, if you got them beans, yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy. <laughs> they're worth, <laughs> definitely worth growing brother they're definitely worth growing you did a good job on that show yeah man uh the we're gonna be hitting the flavor profile so the fucking the blueberry like i picture like you know the rosin from from that from a good blueberry and i mean that would really be insane like something that just you know was potent at the same time had that blueberry kick to it i mean yeah, I have. I remember uh, 
I remember being shocked as fuck whenever I, um, they, this was like back in the day, they, um, they were working on that strain called Brian Berry cough, um, uh, sub and Miss Joe back in the day. And, uh, dude, this shit tasted like apples. I want, and I was like, what the fuck? It tastes so, it was like a sour green apple, you know? And, um, Sangria. I, I just couldn't believe it. Some of the flavors that. It's, what, uh, it's funny you bring that up because I was just. Uh, I, that was the other strain that I passed out. out of, I passed out three for the grow along, you know, in the free uh-huh. packs there. And uh, G13 was asking me, Green 13 over there, the UK, he got some. I sent him uh-huh. some and uh, he was we were talking about that he was like what can i expect i'm like well berry wine but if you're lucky you'll get that green apple because there is a green apple in that huh. sangria as well so that's one you don't hear a lot of about that green apple kind of turf there and that sangria it's in there so huh. it is good i mean i mean yeah green apple is definitely an interesting terpene profile um when you have it, you know you'll have it. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I can't. Uh, I still can't believe I haven't. Uh, I haven't worked with the vanilla tart yet. So that's one that I'm really excited to work with. That I know is going to be really promising. Um, I'm a big fan of cookies and cream. I always have been. The flavor. Uh, it's really smooth and sweet. Like it, that one is truly like a like a candy bar kind of. <laughs> uh, there's even cookies and cream crosses that I've had that started getting notes of like fucking Captain Crunch all berries. I mean, if you were like blindfolded and you smelled this shit, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two. It's it was just amazing. Um, the strawberries and cream that from exotic, uh, they, they have that same type of terpene profile as well. So if you ever want that, uh, that whole experience, man, it's, it's pretty amazing. Sane hash producer too. Like fucking just a frostitute. <laughs> that uh, vanilla tart's pretty fucking badass. That's for sure. That's another one. Uh, I grew out and it's, you know, mm-hmm. it was one, it, it, it was a self, self-seller, if you will. <laughs> you know, it just, it did have that creamy turt profile to it. Just big old dense nugs. Let's see if, they, if this fucking screen share will fucking cooperate with me. I'll show you a picture of uh, one of the buds from my girl there. screen share the picture that I want disappeared <coughs> tried it yesterday too 
I'm not on my normal computer there. I'm on this fucking laptop. It doesn't. It's not a lot. But yeah, that, that's the one frosty strain. Let's see if I can fucking help. come up for you over there uh let me see yeah i can see uh, your little list of pictures that's it yeah that's what happened yesterday no on my end i'm actually brought up the pictures stupid laptop <laughs> man dude, my my main computer went down like three days ago. Oh no, it was better than that last week. Uh-huh. And they finally fucking sent me the box today to send it back. So the Lord knows it might be another month before I get my regular computer back, man. I miss it already. <laughs> this laptop, man, it's like the bare minimum for what I need it to be. And then it's like smoking i've got it over here downloading i'm zooming every time i touch something it says something's not responding <laughs> <laughs> i just kind of gotta wait be patient with it uh, right. <laughs> yeah man fucking i would be of no fucking help because i i suck with technology <laughs> Hell, I still fucking hand water, man. I just, even in commercial scales, I'm just, I'm like, man, I don't trust these systems, dude. I just appreciate the time with the plant myself. You know, right? what's funny is, you know, <laughs> I don't know how many times you've talked, you've said tonight about, you know, being clean. I'm sitting there thinking because I can like see the dirt on the floor behind me and it's killing me. Because <laughs> I was I was literally like transplanting, you know, before the show. And, like, I'm like, oh shit, it's time to fucking go on. I just got <laughs> it's like didn't even have time to clean. Well, I'm not even done transplanting, but you know, I didn't have time to like tidy up a little bit before. Uh, oh, it's I all right. Out. I don't judge at all. Yeah, I mean, you ha- have you had any had any uh, issues with bugs or anything like that um, at all? I try to stay on top of that shit. You know, you say you don't really do much in your IPM, but I uh, I try to stay on that shit. Yeah, you, know, you can just in my case, you never be can never be too sure. I mean, obviously, I'm fucking sitting in the here doing this fucking show. You know, <laughs> five yeah. hours a night. So, you know, it's, yeah. there's a risk there, just in that. You know what I mean? Me coming and going all day. So, right. Gotta, I, I try to stay on it as much as I can with sprays and veg and fucking a little bit of fucking critters, you know, ladybugs. Yeah, totally, man. 
Dude, seriously, Again, uh, ladybugs weren't that bad until you started like live streaming, and then you could like fly, can see one in the background flying around, or you could feel one crawling around your back of your head, and you're like trying to ignore it. Shit, you're like, God damn it, yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like the uh, uh, the pro cure, man. Um, those guys are awesome. They, like I said, they're liquid. You can use as a sanitation. So you can kind of like really spray it on a lot of, you know, you clean your everything with it. Um, at the same time, the, the little gas bomb or, or whatever, um, it just depends on your space, you know? And it's not like, don't think of it as like a, a nasty gas bomb. Um, this stuff like dissipates into the air and everything. Um, it doesn't leave behind a residue. And it's not harmful for plants or humans. Um, once I found out about them, I was like, great, I don't have to use H2O2 anymore or fucking bleach or any, uh, any harsh chemicals. I can replace all that with Procure. Um, <clears throat> so that was pretty cool. And they even have a solution that you can even spray on plants if needed. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, as far as like PM, you know, that's environmental, um, you know, guys that are having problem with PM and stuff, you know, it's just a lack of uh, airflow. Um, at the same time, you know, temperature and humidity um, can't be too cold um, and can't be too moist. You know, got to have good airflow. You know, if you just have stagnant air that's too cold and too wet, what do you think is going to happen? You know, um, so. Um, and the same thing, you know, with guys having like, you know, botrytis um in uh bud rot in other words uh in uh and <clears throat> flower late in flower when you got these big buds and that goes back to earlier like i was telling you it's like dude lower humidity down to like 45 percent in that last week you never have protritis so um it's things like that make big differences you know um I run a constant 78, like I said, so that way I don't have temperature swings, you know. Um, less temperature swings there are, the rest, there's like zero risk at 78 degrees for a mildew to even happen, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm good there. I just got to make sure I'm on top of my airflow. Um, humidity, you know, um, that's the one thing that it, 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 it'll swing a little bit, um, but all depends on your setup some setups are better at others at keeping uh you know humidity like the old school fans and shit like man <laughs> there's so much that's done manually but nowadays with the environmental controllers and everything i mean so much is done <clears throat> through computers now but i'm a big fan of doing things uh, by hand um it's hard to always trust, you know, a, a computer to tell you something. Uh, but it is nice, though. <laughs> Do you use like then, I can, I don't, I don't no. use the automation. I'm still hand water, and I like that time. You know what I mean? You know? I do too. Mixing up my newts and hanging out with the plants. It's, it's all right, man. Yeah, totally, dude. So what are some of the, like, the favorite strains that you've worked with 
um, I guess, over the course of the past few years. I have a lot of favorites, you know what I mean? I don't like to call out one any more than the other. Uh, I guess wean it down a little, <laughs> you know, as far as like, I don't know, TJ stuff or, you know, some cool shit or you know, stuff like that. Uh, well, are you more of like, like the OG dang- guy or are you like the sours or the, you like the, I like, the I like the fuely stuff. I really do. I like, you know, a little bit of fruits, but I'm not so keen on the oranges. They're good smoke. I enjoy the flavor, but, you know, I can smoke orange until I'm fucking blue in the face, really. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) Dude, that's what I liked about sweet tea, too, because it was like one of the few orange strains I had. Uh, 24 karat gold was another one. That one was like tangy. uh, It's like a tangy cross. Um, And, uh, as tangent kosher kush that's what 24 karat gold was but those were like the only two i really smoked sweet tea and tangy and the that uh that uh that kosher kush that really hit me like that everything else it's probably coming from that calio lineage i mean that fucking california orange is like <clears throat> pretty much responsible for every fucking thing that's ever been or ever will be orange you know so it's just it's like you said it tastes fucking great it's like orange candy, you know, and it can taste and smell so much like candy. It's not even real, but man, you're just like, you're smoking it. You're smoking it, smoke some more. You're like, fuck dude. It's like, I'm just trying to get somewhere and find yourself smoking a bunch so of orange right now too. <laughs> Between the, I forgot when you asked me earlier, uh, I've got, you know, North stars, orange boss. So right now, it, as far as that goes, I've got, Orange Boss going, and then I've got the Agent Orange, and then I've got Jelly Bean going right now. As far yeah. as I'm like fucking swimming in the orange yeah. over here, right you're, now. you're just like, dude, <laughs> something else, <laughs> man. If you ever get a chance, have you ever grown Vortex? Yes, I have. You have? I've actually grown 57 of the strains of substrains, really? that's why I was actually up there in the tester spot there isn't much that i haven't grown that he he i actually in many interviews that he ever did he credits me for you know growing more shit than he did (laughs) 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 i'll have to do a post uh, of all my fucking packs man i don't know uh yeah he he kind of just like i don't know dude i was like like i said i was a baby in this whenever he first came across me and and then eventually, like, I don't know, I just caught grip one day. Then it was just like, I get it, you know, and it was just it, you know. Um, it's like that realization of what the, I don't know how to know what I'm doing now, <laughs> you know. Um, it's just, man, when you're trying to actually learn what the fuck to do um, and not have a teacher, Dude, that sucks, man, because you're just, like, circling around all sorts of fucking shit, you know? I was finding myself trying products left and right that made no sense, man, back in those days. Hmm. But, you know, it's, it's always, like, the humbling experience, man. Just, I don't know, I'll never forget where, you know, it all started and where I came from. So it's just one of those things I, 
I never forget. Because, I mean, uh, this is just growing plants. You know, some people may look at it as like competition at the cups. It's like, you know, I was like, no, nah, man. I was like, you want competition? You can go like sports or like the MMA gym or something, man. If, I can, <laughs> if you want competition, I was like, this is not that. You know, this is therapeutic. And um, there's so many things involved. I mean, you got trade skills. I mean, you got, you know, plant science, you know, soil science, you know, just the art form and doing it. I mean, uh, and just the same time, the, like I said, the level of research and the, it takes to educate yourself, you know, and it, it's really so interesting how many skill sets are combined to do this, you know, just, just to grow and uh, that's why I always tip my hat to anybody who can even finish a plant. <laughs> you know, it's like, good job, man. It's like, because a lot of people don't even understand how hard that is to do. You know, if you came in, came in this blind, not knowing a thing about it, shit, good luck. <laughs> you know, there's it's quite, quite a bit to it. A little bit more than just set it and forget it. <laughs> I always love the people that say like they refer to you know cannabis smokers as lazy and shit like that. <laughs> I don't know not one, not one that's like super lazy, especially when you step up into the grower aspect of it. Now again, I, I don't know not one lazy fucking grow grower. Most of, of the people that I see in the cannabis you know industry are some go getting people. You know what I mean? Just fucking yeah. burning it both ends four or five hours of sleep a night, you know, getting out there hustling and doing what they got to do to make, you know, that's another thing that the sacrifices we make, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, to do make this dream happen, you know what I mean? This isn't, you know, when you switch over to this lifestyle, you know, uh, it isn't a nine to five or this fucking, you know, it, when it works here, it's, it's here. You, you're there. You, you know, you're dedicated to the plant. You're doing what it's got to do. Sleep fucking a few few hours. You get fucked sleep, and then there's, you know, right back there to it. Sometimes like that, and there's no fucking off when it's harvest time and shit like that. It's, it can be a career, but it's a career of passion. <laughs> the mentality of like doing this, doing this stuff, especially especially in a commercial environment um, is almost that mentality of an athlete. Like there's no days off, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. You have your, you'll have your, your your days you pick this and that, but yeah, I mean, with this type of stuff, you can't just, you know, leave it, you know? So especially when you're talking about, you know, because all the consumers and everybody who wants it, you know, preaching this and that about the shops you know it's like man um there's got to be somebody there you know especially some of those larger really large scale operations man you're talking about 16 hour to 24 hours a day at points you know people running rampant so um just so that way somebody can go get some mud (laughs) but yeah, the smaller operations, man. Um, <clears throat> it's crazy because when you come from the you come from you work your way up from the smaller operations right at home, and then you step into the commercial environment. 
what what makes working at home such a bitch you realize is your confined space usually <laughs> it's like man if i didn't have to worry about making a mess if i didn't have to worry about you know having these walls around me working in here like i'm fucking fixing pipes in the walls or something you know it's like i could work so much faster if i could just throw this shit around you know so that's what you end up learning when you're at home you're like dude i waste a lot of time just being cramped and <laughs> trying to not make a big mess you, know? <laughs> you just don't even know let's, let's take a little tour around the room here <laughs> yeah all right over here we have you know the bed area there's you know first area there's another area you see the tent behind my head there another yeah. tent there going around <laughs> there's actually as you go around there's like another oh too far I got <laughs> the table. there's another you know area right here there you go and behind that one's a whole nother row that I could just barely walk through. Back over there, you can see that tote laying there. It's about yeah. like a eh, three-foot pathway, and then there's another row of tents back there, just barely big enough for me to walk through there with a 10-gallon pot. <laughs> <laughs> the so struggle, I, man. <laughs> I know. I know, cramped. I know, cramped. Oh, dude, yeah, I've I've worked in you know the the micro grow ops for for a long time before stepping up to commercial, and yeah, dude, just working under sink space and working within you know a bedroom and you know her fucking small bathroom. It's just it's like God damn it, if I could just have a little more space, <laughs> be helpful. But yeah, they uh, yeah, man, because. When you're in a commercial environment, that's that's what enables you to work so much faster. It, it's so nice. And, uh, man, I you see some of the innovation in the equipment in the commercial industry. It's so fucking rad. They got, like, dude, I saw uh, they got, like, conveyor belts and shit running through greenhouses, you know, fucking soil filling machines, soil mixing machines, you know. I'm like, dude, this is, this is just too legit to quit. You know, and the, <laughs> I don't know. I got, I felt like a, <laughs> I know I was like nerding out at that point when I'm sitting here like geeking out about some fucking soil mixing sheet. I'm like, oh, cool. Check this out. It's just like mixing up dirt. <laughs> no, I think there's one thing I guess there's to be said about uh, working <laughs> in a, as in a cramped environment like that as I was thinking as you were talking and that is the clean aspect that you were talking about earlier yes. when you're running this tight there is no room fucking for filthy man there's no room for filthy you better fucking <laughs> oh shot I, yeah I love my shot back you know I'm I've actually preached about that a few times. And if you if you haven't you don't know this about the shop bag, uh there's a bag you can buy for the inside of your shop bag. And by yeah. the time you put a decent filter in that and then a bag, and I use a drywall bag that yeah. it catches it's almost as good as a fil- HEPA filter. It catches like ninety-nine point nine. It won't let drywall dust pass yeah. through. So that's yeah. It will, in fact, you can actually on this. You, you can actually put that drywall bag in your fucking shop bag and walk uh-huh. up and just like just suck up a fucking a whole fucking pile of drywall dust 
<laughs> you fucking open up that vacuum and look at your filter, not a fucking speck will be on that filter. So, Hell yeah. You know, with the bag, you know, you're not risking anything getting by that other filter and, you know, being blown around in your room. And then you are also saving you that filter alone by running that bag. You will keep that filter for a good long time because most everything's being caught in the bag. When it's yeah. time to fucking clean up, just pop that thing out, pull it out of that fucking thing. Oh, yeah. I got like really an extra nice. long hose on mine, so I keep my fucking vac outside of my room. <laughs> and I know that problem nice. you're talking about too, because I'd always. I'd like tuck a towel over the handle and ha- drape it over the back. I'm like, I already know what's about to happen. So, <laughs> and I also learned to get, you know, I don't care if it says wet and dry vac. It's like get a wet for wet and get a dry vac for dry. <laughs> it works out way better because your dry stays dry all the time and your wet vac, it's like, yeah, you can kind of treat it a little nastier, if you will, you know. Yeah, because those wet vacs, they, and they're fucking, they're nasty. They're nasty little things. <laughs> the shit you set, all the, the liquids that you can soak up. Because I know I soak up a lot of, like, uh, if I accidentally do a little bit too much, uh, maybe overwater a tad, uh, you'll have excess water in your drain off uh, catchers and everything. You definitely never, ever want plants to sit and drain off water that they're not going to uptake. You give them a few minutes to kind of suck up what they're going to suck up and then go in there with a the shop back and get that because otherwise that's just going to be stale, stagnant water that they're going to eventually will uptake and that's going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got a fucking couple of buddies of mine that keep little little shop bags, you know, the five, six gallons in their grow just for yeah. that because it's got the smaller holes, the inch and a quarter. You can just yeah. fucking right Spike in there, trace. <laughs> fucking suck up that extra. It's like, yep. All right. Dude, I've seen uh, in the commercial facilities, it's like with them retrofitted to fucking tops of 55-gallon trash cans on wheels. So the bot, so they just had the top of it fucking sucking out into the trash can i was like hell yeah so they they fucking kind of retrofitted it in there like custom themselves it looked pretty easy it's just like two shit it was like a just a fucking piece of the uh like plastic going over the top that they cut out and kind of drilled in that held it on top and yeah it was pretty efficient <laughs> we were wheeling that sucker around fucking um before they had tables and stuff in the facility because those does, does rolling tables are expensive as fuck so um yeah it, they'll set you back big time so yeah sometimes you got to start out with catchers and 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 whatnot there's a way to go i can't remember what facility i seen that had them roller trays like that and they were actually had them to where they could roll them into another room after flower they kind of flipped up and they could fucking power wash them bitches and then just send them right back in you know i was like oh that is fucking some spoiled ass shit right there that was just fucking nice 
Hell yeah. Saving those that the labor costs too, because I mean if if you got wasting time with people doing that kind of shit, you know, and had you know, you can pretty much set yourself up for situations where you have you know less employees, you know, but you take better care of those people. So I think that's the better way to go is be efficient. You know, you don't need the biggest crew and your crews are uh, a lot uh, more well-trained. Um, yeah, I'm just fucking pump that shit out. Cycle to cycle. <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, I like the idea that some of these crews that brunt divide up into like smaller crews. You know what I mean? Everybody kind of knows what's going on with what air, little areas there. Seems to make very good sense. I don't know. Yeah, I'll take us in here and <clears throat> show you a little bit. Just a little thing we're gonna <coughs> work on right now for fun. Sweet. <coughs> All right. <coughs> and this is Terry Cordial and it's uh, <coughs> a little little small one here. <coughs> They're almost about six foot tall. That's one I didn't get to grow out right there was the cherry cordial. That's a bad dream. Yeah, she, uh, I went in the back there. She definitely started to get frosty. We're at like week two right now. A little, uh, Citrus soother hanging out. Have you uh, brought the citrus suture all the way uh, full flower yet? Is What's this that? First run with it. Is this your first uh, full run with the citrus suture? Uh, excuse me. Yeah, um, that's his first run with her. She. Uh, she smells just like orange candy, um, even in veg. She's a little uh, sensitive to heat, um, which is expected. Um, yeah, she's probably going to be some orange candy. I just, I'm not sure, you know, because you got the zest. Uh, I haven't even smoked that shit before. I mean, Pennywise, I know it's going to be some lemons with the Jacarere. I'm oh, sorry, the Jack the Ripper and the, the Harlequin. Um, and then Jack the Ripper likes to shine through in that as lemons. But it should have a nice pain reliever, though, because you got that fucking CBD, you know, and the Jack the Ripper with the THCB. Yeah, that'll be really nice. These are going to be nice and nice and big when they're done they're gonna fill out pretty good it's not not really much in here like i said i got about like three phenos of that i got a, got a citrus soother there's four there's just four 
old subcool quad. What's that? I said the old subcool quad. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I could actually probably. I mean, these because they're from seed and everything. I could probably cram six in here if I wanted, or if I laid them down uh, more early on, I'd maybe be able to stretch them out in here, but. Yeah, they, they're going for it. Yeah, Starting to get like the smell of lemons and oranges off some of these. Some of them are kind of funky. So, probably expect some lemons, so oranges, and gas. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, they're down here in the 10 gallons of steaks. There's those. Yeah. Um, I have a little tent. I'm gonna hang out here. mean technology bear with me all right <laughs> yeah this next round i'll be six yeah looking like just like in a looking like in a weed during tent right there yeah a little well thanks see we got the bag on them uh this helps with transplant shock this is what sub taught Oh, many years ago. Yeah, that's that's what I meant when I said it's like looking in a weed near a tent right there. I definitely, <laughs> remember. <laughs> definitely remember. Yeah. Trying to get that condensation run down. I still do that when I transplant my uh, seedlings over into like from my uh like I got a little clone dome. I pop my seeds in the root riot cubes. And then when uh, I transfer you? them into my cocoa, I do that right there and help them, uh, you know, acclimate, if you will, into their new home. What's beautiful about seeds no. is they, uh, you can uh, plant straight into your medium and they'll even, uh, like, go straight into a, uh, grow straight into your HID lights. Um, clones, I, I always... I've always hated cloning. I, I mean, I'm good at it. It's just, it's a pain in the ass for me because I just want these fuckers to go. <laughs> but yeah, we got to go through this step. You know, I got to, this is just a, a hardening off process is really what it is pretty much where um, the plants are getting adjusted from the high humidity to low humidity. Um, yeah. Seeds, you definitely have a little bit more wiggle room with. Um, I'll raise that light up and I'll just, you know, fucking, a few ways you can do it. I mean, obviously go straight into the plug. So play it straight, straight to soil, you can pre-germ and go straight into your medium. Uh, hell, as long as you get the fuckers to crack, you know what I mean? Sure. So. 
Yeah. These are these little guys. I'll pull a bag off. Well, I'm a little stuck. Pull this bag off. Come on. There we go. You can see the edges there. You got a little, a little transpiration going on during the, when she was growing her roots. See, if I sit here for a few minutes and I and I sit here with this plant, it's gonna it's gonna wilt away. It's gonna just wilt and wilt and wilt. So that's why those bags are on there to help with the wilting. Bag on. Yeah, they're just still working on things there. Oh, big ass. Relax. <laughs> I'm running these on a Phantom dimmable ballast. Looking pretty good, man. Looking pretty good, man. No, thanks, buddy. It's just a little, little something to work on in the meantime. Yes, sir. I can't, it's hard to see in there because it's like I go from pitch black to fucking <laughs> blinding. Those tents, too, man, they got that insane mylar. It's really reflective. <laughs> it doesn't really help. <laughs> Good for the plants, bad for my eyes, man. Probably going to go blind from sitting in this room all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to take me another bong hit here. Oh, yeah. Is there a way to switch the chat from my phone to my laptop? <laughs> you can you can actually just bring up the show if you can on YouTube. That's usually what a lot of people do. Oh, I was saying because uh, <clears throat> well, let's see. Saying because my phone's dying, so I figured uh, that there's a way to switch the two, or I could figure out a way to plug my phone in. Oh, yeah, you can just plug it in and turn it sideways, same thing, or uh, <coughs> if you had Zoom on the computer, you can switch like that, just log in. <coughs> Give me a sec here. <coughs> Let's 
So you play pretty much straight heavy metal music on that guitar? Or do you, you know, mix in a little bit of other stuff, too? No, man, I play uh, all sorts of shit, man. Uh, yeah, like uh, heavy metal's my roots, you know. Uh, I've just grown up fucking dime bag, fucking, you know, with Pantera and... Uh, Obviously, so a lot of other bands like Metallica and shit like that. Um, but yeah, I'm, on my mom's side, uh, she was more country and everything, so I kind of had those southern roots too. So I, I like everything from old school CCR to fucking, you know, uh, Toby Keith or whatever, you know, or some blues. Love, love blues, man, so... Yeah, I play all sorts of shit on there. That's awesome, it's a, man. <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Blues it will, uh, definitely keeps uh, is where it's at. I enjoy my rock and roll, but man, I, when it comes down to like just sitting relaxing with the dude, man, nice sunny day good joint and some blues or a road trip and some blues fucking nice joint yeah good ride (laughs) yeah man Uh, now who's some of your favorite artists as far as like blues yeah uh lately i've been listening to a lot of like gary clark jr i like a lot of you know his uh rhythm and blues Anything really guitar Yeah. I like some BB King. I like, uh, I like as far as rhythm and blues. You, you like, well, they're not quite rhythm and blues, but they've got that kind of soundish is uh, the Black Keys. So oh, yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of their older stuff, you know, back right around, what was it? Uh, What's the damn? I can't even think of the album right now. The one where it looks like a fucking tub of Vaseline on the front there. Heavy <laughs> Soul on it. Yeah. Heavy Soul in itself is a really good one. That shit's really bluesy. I like some good fucking Black Keys. What about yourself? What do you, uh, as far as in- artists, what do you enjoy? Oh, well, it all depends on the day. Because I listen to so much crazy different music. I mean, I mean, I love so many different kinds of music. You'd never be able to tell. I guess that heavy metal is my roots, the way I listen to music now. (laughs) But, yeah, whenever I get on the guitar, I can't help it. It just comes out. (laughs) 
but that's cool, man. I love I love the electric guitar too because I mean you can you know play along with drums and fucking mess around with the effects and the different sounds and every guitar sounds different too. So I mean, every amp sounds different. That's fun. It's a good hobby, man. Uh, good way to zone out. It goes hand in hand with some good weed too. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, my youngest, you know, it's, I've met, met, played a little bit around with the guitar in my younger days. Will I say I could fucking play? No. Uh, my, my daughter now, she's uh, pretty talented as far as playing the guitar. Uh-huh. She actually plays a little bit of guitar, a little bit of bass. She went with that. She was like a little fucking musical football player there for a fucking little bit, man. She was, went, I bought her a ukulele. Oh, she yeah. went everywhere with that ukulele. Like a football player learning to play football, that fucking fullback that always dropped the ball. Here, take this with you. Never drop it and shit. That was her in the ukulele. That thing went with her everywhere. Fucking, she played it whenever she could, man. Fucking, she got really good at it. You know, props to her. Hell yeah. That's awesome, dude. It got to the point where it was like incorporated in, you know what I mean? Without even saying, she would be like, yeah, I got to take it to school. They're about to fucking made me a part in choir for the ukulele. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? They must like hearing it. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, and playing music, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, it's a great outlet, you know. Um, like I said, it can take you places where you never really would go elsewhere. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't know, mentally anyways. I get lost in the shit once I start playing. That's somebody be sitting there flat out talking to me and I'll just be ignoring them, staring right at them while I'm playing. I mean, it's just, <laughs> that's how it goes. Well, for me, when you know, I'm her, I'm hoping that I'm nurturing her creative side. You know what I mean? That creativity when they're playing, when you're playing that, you know, I, I think that's something I've said this a lot, man. I think that's something as we grow older that a lot of people lose is that creativity. And I think that's, you know, very key in, you know, making that next step into your goals. I think a lot of times there's fucking we, us as adults, as we get older, those of us who have lost, lost that creativity, you know, I know I, I guess I threw myself in there on that, but I haven't mm-hmm. lost my creativity. <laughs> but I, there's a lot of people that do, and they have like big dreams and goals, and they're able to say, them, you know, I want to do this, this is where I want to go. But they need that creativity to finish out the vision, man. You actually have to be able to like see yourself doing it, picture yourself. You need that like carrot to, you know, chase you to the end of the dream there, you know. And I think some people lack that and they only take it so far and because they can't see it, see it, you know what I mean? They lack the creativity to actually see themselves doing it. So they, they kind of burn out. Um, 
maybe it wasn't meant to be or whatever. Yeah, there's no uh, manual to this shit, really. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go in and, you know, make mistakes as you make them and uh, learn the hard way, as they say, you know. But as long as you don't give up, you know, and you keep trying, you can do whatever you set your mind to. It's just a matter of educating yourself, you know, and really putting forth the 110% that you know you can put in, you know. You, you just stole one of my lines. I just, I, I swear, that is a direct line out of my playbook that I give my kids all the time. <laughs> that is, I swear, it's like you took the words right out of my mouth when I tell them that. I tell them that all the time. You do whatever the fuck you want to do. You're the only person that limits you is you. You know, all you got to do is be able to learn. Any, you can, you really can do anything you wanted to do, you know, the knowledge, especially nowadays, you know, back when I was growing up, you know, it was a little different, you know what I mean? You had to fucking, you didn't, you had to go to colleges, you had to like re seek out books, you actually had to go find the knowledge, you know what I mean? Nowadays, it's right there in your fucking hand, you know what I mean? You just have to stop looking at Instagram long enough to fucking research <laughs> and bam, there you're on your road to fucking, you know, doing something else, something you dreamed of and shit. It's all right there anymore. And I see yep. that a lot about these people that are just starting to learn to grow right now, man. What a great time to start wanting to learn how to grow, man. There's so much fucking knowledge out there. Right now, at your fingertips, every problem that you could run into, you can fucking find an answer for right now. See, the motherfuckers now are never even going to have to flip the page in a book, though. That's the difference. <laughs> we didn't have all this, you know, uh, back in the day. <laughs> even whenever I was first starting, I was like, man, they didn't have the, the outlet to do what they do now. They can go online and find everything they need. Hell, you can go on YouTube and find a lot of shit, you know? <laughs> but you had to either track down some books know a friend or if you could find some type of hydroponic or grow store go in there and try to figure out how to explain your fucking problem in code <laughs> to somebody yeah man the times are hard out there you know <laughs> still in some places too so um yeah, man, it's, it's hard to believe. Yeah, it, it's crazy though. That I hear, I heard today though that they have some <clears throat> uh, bill that's gonna make uh, I don't know cannabis. Um, it's gonna like make it less harmful um, scheduling wise. Um, but it's been all over, um, all over the news and stuff been reading about it um i obviously didn't read about it too much because uh, <laughs> i can't tell you shit about it other than uh the fact that you know it's like uh, a bill that affects i guess the nation so that's pretty cool we're getting somewhere slowly <laughs> uh, they can't put it back in the bag now I'm never gonna fucking take it away now. It's gone too far. Well, that same thing. Also found. Even, 
lot of the states they know how to tax it and stuff now too you know and let the states figure out how to regulate it that's <laughs> it's this like anything else it's a money game once they figured out how to get their cut off it they'll they'll let it slide through so. yeah and it's not the shock and awe factor that there used to be back in the day you know either um like um there's just i don't know it's everywhere i mean there's like cbd i mean you can even get online and have it shipped now so i mean it's pretty crazy i think we're going to be seeing uh, some big changes here in the next few years yeah i know i can't wait the recreational it's all oklahoma Oklahoma (laughs) rules across the board oh you just wait man here in the next uh two years probably it's going to be recreational they're already in the process of doing it uh the first time they did it uh they wanted a revision uh, the second time the COVID thing broke out, so they weren't able to get an accurate voting process. So they said once this passes over, they'll be able to kick it back up again and start getting votes. And, uh, yeah, so they uh, estimated probably within the next two years. Yeah. And it just uh, went recreational in Arizona. So that's another thing, too. I mean, it's happening everywhere. <clears throat> and eventually, the other states that you never thought would hop on board, you know, hop on board. We still have some big states left. They're, just, they're missing out. They're missing out. I can't yeah. wait to see some states like Kentucky. I guarantee you, man, once Kentucky goes legal, man, there'll be some fire coming out of Kentucky as well. They've been growing yeah. it for years anyway. Fire. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Kentucky has a lot of farmland out there, too. A lot of open space. A lot of farmers out there already. So, uh, yeah, dude, it'll be really nice to see. Eventually, you know, it'll happen. <laughs> I mean, how many states we have now? Like 30-something? Yeah, at least. I think we're down to... I think we're over in the 40s, actually. Yeah, maybe it's like 40. Left. Yeah. Less than that. Stone. Stone. Yeah, dude. I'm not low. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So how long have you been doing the show thing for? Since March. March, March 25th was the first day. And tonight is the 255th episode. Cool beans, man. Happy 255th. Thank you, man. <laughs> I'll smoke a fat bowl today. <laughs> I don't need much of an excuse to smoke. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a pretty cool adventure, that's for sure, man. I've met a lot of cool people. 
lot of cool people. Yeah, man. Including yourself. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, you're, you're pretty rad, man. I, I've seen that, uh, you know, you, you do your thing and, and whatnot, uh, you know, and you post and everything. Yeah, fucking, uh, I know you're a weed nerd. <laughs> I need to get focusing a little bit more on my garden. I've been uh, poking, posting a little too much to the show side. I need to get posting back to the garden side of things, I think. Yeah, the I'm, I love the, the growing aspect of it, man, because, you know, so many people need help with things that, like, you know, like, it's just crazy. You can change someone's life, you know, for years and years to come just by, like, some shit you say about cloning or whatever the fuck, you know, because you never know who's watching that needs help with something. So, you know, and one thing I love about stepping into, like, a commercial environment, because, you know, before that, you know, I uh, I can't say I had a confidence just yet. I knew that I could do some things, but I didn't walk into a room feeling like, you know, confident at that point. But once I started getting that commercial experience and started getting years of that and really getting the rap on big systems, you know, everything from, you know, as small as 700 lights up to tens of thousands of lights. I mean, uh, it it's just you work differently. You have to work so much smarter, you know, um, because not everything that you do at home is going to transfer over, you know? So like, say if you, you went to go, a lot of people do this, like say at home, you know, they go to, you know, uh, skirt the bottom of their plants. That's where you strip the bottom half of your plants. That's not going to get the, the sufficient amount of light in terms of the larf. And you strip that away so that way you're not wasting water and food and everything on unwanted growth that's not going to do anything for you um same reason why you pull out leaves regularly those fan leaves you know in the middle and the bottoms of the leaves you know or the plant rather sorry um so you're not wasting that um yeah i forget where exactly i was going with that um uh, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> That's the bomb hit. Call it squirreling around here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, God damn, I was, I was, what, what, what was I talking about before that? We were talking about uh, plant care, basically talking about skirting up the plant and uh, you know taking care of that lard and all that good stuff. Maintaining good plant health. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, just doing stuff like that, I guess. Um, you know, it, <clears throat> it it really helps. You know, whenever you're not wasting, you know, um, energy anywhere else that you don't need to. Because you got to think about it every time you water, you know, and if you got a whole bot, you know, bottom half of the plant, that's never going to do anything for you anyway. 
you know, it's like strip it. But at the same time, if when you're early in veg too, you still gotta like let branches grow up and you're gonna figure out which branches are gonna grow up and which ones are gonna stay down low and shit on you. So sometimes you can turn the, uh, some of those into clones the ones that don't won't do much and uh yeah it all depends how you do things um i don't keep mother plants so i take uh fresh cuttings all fresh healthy plants but in a commercial environment obviously i'd be taking uh mother plants and i'd be cycling them every 60 to uh 120 days i prefer a fresher mom you know, but obviously if you go towards 120 days, you have a mom for longer, so you can play with that. But yeah, you don't want to push a mom more than 120 days or else it gets old and barky and you start having genetic drift. Um, and that's where, you know, your clones start getting watered down, you know. So it's, it's good to try and keep them as vibrant, as healthy as possible from the healthy and always pull cuts from healthy plants. Um, that aren't old and barky. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that uh, that cloning is um, that's one that a lot of people tend to have trouble with. It seems. Um, yeah, how's do you have a certain procedure you follow for uh, taking clones? Oh, absolutely. I've written SOPs for. Um, for cloning and everything pretty much cloning um uh, you know i have what i call you know the ccss it's you know um cleanliness cut stick success um so pretty much cleanliness obviously all your material everything uh, uh that you're going to work with um needs to be uh, clean and sanitize, wash your hands, you know. Um, now, when it comes to uh, the cut, uh, you want to make sure that you're going to use um, a brand new pair of Fisker scissors, um, like trimming scissors. Um, don't use old, nasty ones, you know. And if you do have older ones, make sure they're sharp and make a really clean, you know, a cut. Make sure they're sanitized, you know um wiped off with alcohol that shit um um and also the cut uh you're going to want to cut at a 45 degree angle from your node space now a lot of guys just kind of willy-nilly take cuts they have different heights and everything you're going to want your cuttings to be about five to six inches long um you know i take about five inches cutting five inch cuttings um keep them consistent in size so that way you're not varying in height uh, in your domes with your cuttings. Everything's nice and even and flush and clean looking. And um, pretty much, um, yeah, you make a clean cut. You know, you don't you don't want a, a, a anything but a clean cut. You know, so you can use scissors. You can use a razor. Um, it's just what you prefer. Um, so and then you got the 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 stick. Uh, when that, once you get to the stick part, this is pretty much where um, everything goes wrong or right usually for guys. Uh, well, let me back up just a 
a minute because um, before we stick, we're going to take that cutting, right? Um, now, a lot of guys do things different ways. Um, I try to eliminate all the bullshit out of cuttings. So I'll take water that is balanced to a pH of 5.8. Now, that's promote root growth, okay? Um, and whether you're using plugs or, you know, fucking um, rock wool or whatever, you know, aeroplane or whatever you're doing, you know, there are, everything's a little different, you know? Um, I use plugs myself. So, you know, there's different process depending on the plugs you use. I like, you know, the, the, the peat plugs, little right, uh, rapid rooters. Um, so I'll soak my plugs, you know, um, in that salute that water, uh, and it's just 5.8 pH. Um, and I'll throw some great white in there. You know, you can go by the recommended dosage if you want. You can half it. You can quarter it. You just want to get a little bit of micro horizon in that water. Um, and then at that point, uh, you can also get a, uh, the Clonex, uh, not the, not the gel, their actual rooting solution. And you can use that in the water as well. That's their cloning solution. Um, now for the actual, um, the, I don't use gels or powders. Um, I use a cloning liquid called Vitagrow from, it's made out of Oregon. And one reason I like uh, liquids versus gels or powders is one big reason is because gels and powders, um, they wash away. Um, you can stick a cutting into a tight space and it simply just gets washed away um, by the, you know, being such a tight squeeze, you know, and you're forcing it down, you know. Um, beautiful thing about liquids cloning liquids is they don't wash away so um and they're very easy to work with too um you literally set them in your little shot glass for like 15 seconds and you know you plug them but as far as the details of you know the stick pretty much when you take that cutting off the plant um you're gonna want to take cuttings um from you know, uh, like a healthy branch. You want a, a nice girthy cutting. Um, now, if you're pulling from a mom, you know, don't butcher the mom. You're not going to want to pull off from main colas, you know, try and pull from the middle sections of the plant and other areas, you know, um, if you can. So, um, but yeah, try and pull thick, thick, girthy cuttings. If you pull a skinny, little, tiny, minuscule branch off there, you're gonna get you're gonna get what you pull. So if you pull off a nice thick five inch, you know, good healthy looking cut, you know, it's gonna be uh, a girthy stalk already right out the gate. That's what you're gonna get. You know, and it'll root a lot faster. Um, so and at the same time, a bigger stalk is a lot easier to bet get a, a good stick on because if the stalk's flimsy and thin. When you make that stick, there's a good chance a good chance you're going to damage it. Um, so if you are in that situation where you're 
you know, um, sticking skinnier cuttings and whatnot, uh, be very careful. Um, now as to where, uh, say we've soaked our plugs and everything we took, we just take our, we're taking our cuttings and we have our little, uh, picture of, um, solution. We're going to take our cuttings and we're going to throw them immediately into this, uh, pre-mixed cloning solution with water. Um, just so that way we have a picture of that. So when we're taking cuttings, um, don't ever take multiple cuttings at a time thinking like, okay, I'm just gonna get a handful of them and transfer the, the cuttings into the water. Take one cutting, put it into your pitcher of water, take one cutting, put it into the pitcher of water. Why I say that is because um, almost it takes seconds for you to get air bubbles into your, uh, your cutting. So always, don't fuck around with that. <laughs> um, yeah, take one cutting at a time, throw it in your pitcher. Um, that way you have your pitcher and you can have a bushel of cuttings in there and you take them out and do one clone at a time. Um, now, when you're breaking down your, your clones, once you have your pitcher of, you know, all of your selected clones, you're going to want to pull each one out and um, you're going to want two nice set uh, sets of fan leaves you know, um, for, for a nice solid clone. So, um, make sure that you got two nice sets of fan leaves, all the bottom, the rest on the bottom can get trimmed down. Now, some guys like to scrape the edge of the, um, the stock, you know, you can, you don't have to, um, some guys like to do it, but, um, yeah, it, it's just a preference at that point. But now the stick itself is what's very, very important um, because you don't ever want to push the cutting through the bottom of the plug, obviously, you know, it won't root, you know, so you, when you do stick, now you got to judge the size of your cutting. I mean, is it big enough to where you can put it down the middle of the cutting or are you going to have to plant it to the side of the hole that's pre-done there in your in your plug. So um, a good way to tell is once you you stick it, you know you didn't go through the bottom. You know you went deep enough. Kind of like grab your plug and your the base of your cutting, and you can do like a little tug test. You always want to do a little tug test, and I kind of do it a few times just to make sure. I don't pull very hard, obviously, but I want a little bit of resistance so that way I know I I got a solid contact with my stick. Because if you have air pockets, you're not going to get roots, you know. And if you do um, manage to get roots, it's probably not going to be very explosive. So um, having a good stick is always important, which goes back to making sure you have a girthy cutting, you know, because it makes it easier to have that foundation around that cutting that's nice and firm. That's what you want, that nice contact, you know, and that's where your root development is really going to come into play. Um, and as far as, you know, the last S it's success, you know, this is where managing everything comes into control, you know, controlling the dome. And it's pretty freaking easy. Um, and you just got to use your eyes too and know what you're looking for. Cause a lot of people, they go into clone kind of not knowing what they're looking for. Um, now, um, when you go into cloning and say you've 
you, you pretty much want to keep that dome on and closed for, for four days. You know, you don't want to open the vents up or anything for four days. Uh, you want that humid environment. You want to keep that constant. Um, now, when you do take off the dome, you're going to want to do this like once a day. Um, and just to wipe the condensation uh, off of the dome. Um, now for the first four days, when you do this, just spray underneath uh, of your tray to keep that humidity up. Don't spray your, your dome itself or the tops of the plants. Because if you spray the tops of your plants, um, it's gonna prolong the curing process. A lot of guys make this mistake um, it, it confuses it because the plant's trying to, uh, you know, it's a cutting, it just got cut off. So it's freaking out and it doesn't know whether it should take, uh, you know, nutrients from its leaves or produce roots. And if you spray the tops of your plants, um, and clone, uh, and you keep spraying them every day like that, it's, it's tricking, it's fucking the plants like little head up essentially because it's like trying trying to produce roots and pull moisture from where it feels it getting it from and if you're spraying the leaves it's going to think that okay i need to pull you know moisture from my leaves and you're trying to get it to pull uh, moisture from the plug where it's going to make the roots so and another thing is don't ever like you know when you uh have your plugs when they're pre-moistened make sure that they're uh not like soaking wet like dripping wet but make sure they're you know nice and moist um and then you you can let them get a little uh a little on the dry side don't let them get too dry but you can let them get a little drier before you hit them with a little bit of that uh that cloning solution in great white again um yeah you really should shouldn't have to do that but like you know, once, maybe twice. I just don't know how hot your environment is, but it shouldn't be very hot. Um, you're gonna want a lower, uh, a lower heat for um, cloning. Um, yeah, so you can get around like you know, 74, 75 degrees. Um, you know, you can go even a, a little cooler. Um, but yeah, you can um, just want to keep that humidity nice and constant. But obviously, if moisture is just sitting there stagnant, this is pretty much why you're going in the domes to remove that moisture because that's stagnant water. Yeah, you need the humidity higher in there, but you don't need that stagnant water just sitting there for days. You're, you're inviting a lot of problems. So you go in there, you wipe it off, and then you spray underneath the dome, and eventually it'll condensate up again. Um and that's gonna and it gives that oxygen exchange when you lift that dome. You'll even almost feel and smell the humidity when you do it sometimes. Um, but if it's too hot, um, you'll definitely feel that. So you don't want it to be too hot in there. Um, so um, yeah, after the first after the first four days where you don't really start to vent, you can slowly start opening the vents. And uh, you can start working on what's called the hardening off process. This is where you're getting the plant slowly but surely used to the higher humidity because, um, I'm sorry, from the higher humidity to the lower humidity when you transplant. So um, whenever you are um, 
going through about your daily thing, you know, opening the dome at this point, you're going to want to like open the dome for a few minutes. You can watch them. Don't ever leave when you do this, because I can't tell you how many times you get distracted pretty easily. Look at your phone or whatever the fuck's going on. Next thing you know, you come back in and they wilted. So plants can wilt very fast. Um, so always sit right there with them whenever you open it, you know, wipe down the sucker, just like you always uh, do before. Maintain that process throughout the whole cloning. Um, you just want to start, like I said, helping them harden off. So you leave that dome off for a few minutes, you know, sit there and watch them, you know, put it back on and start opening up the dome uh, vent, you know, a little more each day. Eventually the point to where you can leave that, you know, when you're like, uh, uh, got some good roots going and everything, uh, you can leave that dome off for like a good 15 minutes, you know, and do that like twice a day. So getting them ready for that, uh, hardening off process. And then you move them. Once you transplant, that's when you saw in there, we had the bag technique going, the old sub cool bag technique, you know, um, have one gallon pots and we slip a one gallon bag over the top um, to help them transition from any transplant shock that they may get. Um, going from that high humidity to the low humidity. And uh, not only that, but going from a HID or LED lighting that's very low intensity, low lumen to, you know, a fucking HID high intensity, high lumen or whatever you have, you know, a cob or a fucking LED, high powered LED or whatever, you know. So uh, go that stage is so important that, I mean, it, the better you get at cloning and just, like I said, you know, doing that quality control, making sure you got a nice, you're clean, you got sharp utensils, you're making a clean cut right below the node at a 45 degree angle and you're sticking properly to where you have a good solid foundation. You're not poking through the bottom, you know, um, you gotta be patient. You'll get roots within about uh, say 10 to 14 days, you know, in most cases, don't get me wrong. There's guys out there that kill it. And I've seen roots in as little as five days before, <laughs> You know, don't expect that. Expect 10 to 14 days, you know. Um, and if you, I mean, some strains right, uh, root faster than others. So keep that in mind, too. Um, but yeah, like I said, first four days, keep that lid nice and closed. Um, every day, irregardless, you know, open that dome once. Uh, wipe it down. Spray the bottom underneath the tray. Um, and after day four, you know, slowly start working uh, the tops of those domes open a little more by little um, and then closing them back up too, because you want to open them up for about like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, shut them again. You want to keep a nice consistent humidity, but all you're trying to do is providing them with some oxygen exchange. You don't want to like keep them breathing wide open, you know, so you're trying to prevent any bullshit from happening with that water condensation that built up keeping that clean keeping that humidity high by respraying uh underneath the dome I'm, I'm sorry underneath the tray not the dome or the tops of the leaves don't spray the tops of the leaves don't do that and um yeah 
just start the hardening off process and roots will pop up at that point if you've done all those steps right it's not about it about cloning gel or whatever you use it's about maintaining those processes correctly because at that point it's not about like uh if you're going to get roots it's a matter of when you're going to get roots so um a solid cloning foundation is the key to um keeping genetics around you know um and building a <laughs> Uh, a company at the same time because i mean if guys can't hold on to their genetics you know and uh they're losing shit you know how the hell are they gonna you know sit there and crack seeds and um you know and provide genetics for people so uh, you really gotta um just be consistent with cloning um it's not very difficult it just takes uh watching over you know and doing it over and over again like that will build confidence because um, you'll just start seeing it over and over again and don't get bummed out if like you know you have a few that don't make it or, or whatever but you can definitely dial in 100 percent success rates um if you are that attentive and you know once you get the feel for it so um yeah whatever uh you know, I know there's a lot of different starting solutions out there and whatnot that, that rock and roll pretty hard. So um, I I tend to use the, the peat plugs because they already have a light nutrient solution in them. <clears throat> uh, beyond that, uh, you know, the great white, the mycorrhizae. Um, and then uh, that uh, root, that Clonex solution, um, gives them everything they need to produce uh, some solid roots, helps enable the pro uh, process. So um, once we do have roots to work with, that helps with the explosion of them. <laughs> but yeah, the main thing is, uh, like I said, make sure that you get that, pick a nice cutting and uh, get a good stick. Yeah, because I, I I far too often see little scrawny cuts. They root, yeah, you know. Um, but when you see a really nice branch root, you know, it it's quite different. <laughs> I mean, not only that, but once you're looking at at both in a pot, you're just like, yeah, one looks like a little thing that's trying to make it, the other one looks like a you know a plant <laughs> that's already been growing so yeah it's just kind of like my tidbit on on clones i mean clones are something that really fuck us up <laughs> sometimes and uh i've seen it even mess up some of the best of them uh, just like i said by simply guys getting busy and walking away when opening their domes and then remembering three hours later <laughs> yeah so uh yeah man uh i know that like because i i know that's one of the the subjects if you try and go look cloning online you're gonna find a million different fucking things <laughs> and it's really hard <laughs> you know so it's you know when you get it going in a commercial environment when you're 
pumping out tens of thousands of clones, you know, it's pretty important. You got that process down. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple though. It really is. Um, as a potential facility owner, do you ever see yourself skipping the uh, cloning process and going just straight fucking autos? You know, a lot, a lot of people have talked about them in a like, commercial atmosphere. You know, I don't know. I've seen some pretty good things with the autos, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've grown tons of autos in the day, man. I've grown them in super soil, too, fucking around. And um, they grow very well and grow very fast. But they don't smoke for shit, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's it's there. It's the rudalaris, uh, what they have to cross. Um, they can take dank and pretty much cross it with not dank, you know, um, to get that autoflowering trait. Yeah, I've, I remember talking with Sub about that back in the day when I was fucking fucking around with them and uh that's how he told me he says you he says you're crossing dank with not dank <laughs> yeah uh, they're coming but around though i think just like it maybe mm -hmm. is you know we're crossing them all along and they keep moving along they're growing they are you know getting a little bit of dank in them before they get crossed but you know, I don't know, man. I've seen some big ones, but yeah, I, I don't want to knock on anybody growing autoflowers or anything like that. You know, because I mean, they're they're a lot of fun to grow. I don't want to say they're like not dank. I I guess I'm talking from like a perspective. I mean, when you're growing out some of the stuff, like you know, the weed nerds know. I mean, it's like when you're growing out some some of these crazy strains, it's really hard to get to that pinnacle. You know, and once you're at that, I guess that pinnacle of quality, I mean, once you start talking auto flower strains, it's really hard to get there, you know. Um, so that's just kind of like, like I said, they're, they're a lot of fun to grow. Um, and uh, it's crazy seeing something go into like a week and a half. Uh, into veg or like i'm sorry but it's just sprouting out the fucking ground and it starts shooting out pistols and then the next thing you know after like nine ten eleven weeks it's finished <laughs> it's really cool i have had yet to have good success with them myself you know the super the soul throws the shit out of them dude <laughs> try them in the super yeah. soul like, cause nothing else kind of like nothing else really brought consistency with it because the life cycle is so short that almost living soil is kind of the only thing that really makes sense with growing those, those things, because they need to pull nutrients themselves. The veg is so short, they pull the trigger in their flower when they want to. So it's kind of like, well, fuck, you know, they need to be in a system where they can pull the nutrients when they need them. Um, that's what I found. So yeah, man, any living soil system like that, where there's like food in the medium already, where you don't have to guess and they can pull it out where they need it. That's definitely success for auto flower strains. That's what, 
like I said, that life cycle is just so short. Um, that's a, such little time to fuck up too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a kind of a shitty fucking uh, joke the last time I actually had some. I threw them down and I figured, you know, they'd come fucking far enough to where, <clears throat> fuck, if you're going to cheat, you might as well cheat the whole course, right? Fucking fem autos, right? Fem autos, fem autos. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw some down and I fucking, a couple days into it, I uh, tell some people that I'm growing them. They're like, oh yeah, don't forget, man. You got to pull out the males. And I'm like, what? For real? What? Is this some kind of sick joke and shit? Right? You're fucking with me, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Over half of them were fucking males. And I was like, well, this is like really taken away from this. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Fuck, man. And the two I had left fucking fizzled out. And I was like, yeah, I'm good on the auto. <laughs> yeah. That sucks, man. Um, the one that really gets you is like when you're growing it, you know, you're growing a dang strain and you only get like, you know, fucking, you know, two, three females, you cracked a, you know, a little 10 pack, whatever. And you're already like, Oh, cool. I got a few. And then the one you've been looking at, you know, before you sex them and everything, you're just like, damn, this is the one right here. And it turns out to be a fucking male. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've, I've done that. I'm hovering over this plant, you know, for a few weeks. The next thing I know, it's, it's a goddamn male. I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's happened all too many times. <laughs> I've got one right over here with this uh, barbecue gorilla. I mean, he's obviously the tallest, but man, where are you at? Right there. I see probably yeah one in the middle there, right next to the spray bottle, straight up in the spray bottle there. Fucking nice structure, fucking nice. All the lower branchings coming up. All the other ones are a little bit laggy, don't have the structure yet. I keep looking at that one. I'm like, oh, that's totally a dude. That's totally gonna be a dude. You know when they take everything off I want. Like you're like. <laughs> Mm, you're like it can't be that it can't be that good to be true you know <laughs> it's just like outgrowing everything it's like yeah that's gonna be a male <laughs> then they, then, then you, when you do find them ones like that that have the beautiful structure everything you'd be looking for in a nice female plant that's the time like you're like I'm not fucking thinking about doing any breeding but you know this would be a good one to keep if you were you know, thinking about it I don't know about it. it's like what it will pass on, but man, it's a, a good looking dude, I guess. You know, as far as plants go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Fucking, I know what you mean because it's like I wasn't thinking about breeding, but man, now I've seen this plant, kind of am. <laughs> yeah, it makes you think about wanting to fucking make some seeds, but man. I can't do it, you know, not at, at this moment in time, you know. Even if I wanted to, I wouldn't do it, you know. I fucking, I got to think about my patience. There's enough people out there. I get asked that a lot, too. Don't you want to make something? We you know, have something now. 
Oh, there's tons of people doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe someday. I doubt it. I'm, maybe I just need to keep it in the list of, you know, never say never. We might just reach that plateau of, you know, I need something new to keep it going, I guess. Good morning, Galactic Gardens. You he never know. Blah, 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 going to bed. I didn't even know he was in chat. Remember Galactic Gardens? You're old school leader. Yeah, you got to remember Galactic. Yeah, I definitely remember Galactic. What's up, buddy? Right yeah, man, this, uh, it, it's definitely crazy times we're in right now, man, because, like, um, even though, like, all the COVID shit's going on, like, besides all that, really, I mean, the, this cannabis industry is moving at a million miles an hour, you know, and um, it's really exciting because, um, like I said, guys that have been, you know, and, and you know, uh, underground or, in a, you know, in the closet and shit, <laughs> yeah. not, not, not in that way, but, or, and no disrespect if you are, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, uh, it's definitely one of those things uh, that, uh, you know, people have a lot of opportunity to, to get involved in. I mean, like, you know, the commercial element of it is really, I think, the, the big learning curve, you know, that, like, I thought I was just, like, kind of capping out, you know, learning things. And once I stepped foot in the commercial industry, I was like, wow, I started learning so much more. You know, scaling up changes everything, you know. It's like never in a home home setup are you thinking about fucking three-phase three phase power and shit, you know. <laughs> um, so it's like the animal's much bigger, and you start realizing the equipment that's out there and all the different products that make things easier, and it's just, it's awesome. You start realizing where we really are at, I mean – we're down there on that cutting edge right now of automation, you know, uh, these guys that have the big money in the industry are starting to invest into fucking automated machines and things like that, like nug sorting machines that are like half a million dollar nug sorting machine. Like what the fuck, you know, <laughs> things that, you know, packaging, you know, conveyor belts and things like that. It's, it's coming. It's here, you know, so, it's really, really crazy to see, um, you know, being, especially when somebody's living in a state where it's like they can't even go into a fucking dispensary yet. And then you got other states where they're making that shit, <laughs> you know. So that's why I tell people, I was like, man, you know, if you want to get involved, I was like, you know, I was like, what the fuck, you know, move, move to a state that gives you the opportunity that you're looking for, because right now. It's, it's there waiting. It just, you know, um, it just depends on whether or not, you know, you really want that bad to move now to get it. Um, otherwise, yeah, you can see what your state does. Um, you know, not, um, yeah, it's just like um, every state operates different. You know, you got like California, you know, um, they were the first fuckers in the, the medical scene, you know, you've seen all the raids and all the crazy problems they had, you know, trying to figure things out. Ew. 
Yeah. In this year. <laughs> uh, it's like, dude. You're fucking done out there. <laughs> that shit is just ridiculous. You know, um, that's, that's like, man, a triple-edged sword if you ever even seen one. You know, it's like, so it's like, it's the, it's illegal, but it's legal, but they're still raiding people. What the fuck is going on? Like, you know, that's, yeah, that's California. And um, then you have like Colorado, which they brought the recreational market, you know, um, for the first time to the nation. So, and not going to lie, they did a pretty good job, you know. Um, I have to say they're probably the the leaders in the country as far as cannabis progression goes. They're doing it the best. Um, I won't say that they're doing it best quality necessarily or anything like that. I'm just saying it as far as the progression of the state and the way they're handling their program, you know. Um, I mean, fuck. You step foot off a plane in Denver or you know, you already smell the shit. So it's like, man, um, it's very, very active out there. Um, then you got some states, you know, that are, uh, like I said, more more friendly to the small businessmen where you can operate in your homes or, you know, or, um, or a certain, you're not uh, held to a certain zoned area that would be necessarily industrial. You know, um, so you could be like an agricultural zoned area. You could be, um, you know, um, on the outskirts of the city, you know, uh, outside city limits. So, you know, the states operate their own ways. And then you look to each county, each county is going to operate in their own way the state allowed them to. So it's just a trickle down. <coughs> You know, oh, bless you. Um, I tried to hit like, say for I couldn't hit it quite fast. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a trickle down effect, man. Like, uh, for example, like, you know, Colorado is legal as fuck, right? Recreational and medical, you know. So you can have a medical card and go get it. You can have up to a pound and 99 plants if you pay the extra for that. You can have 24 plants and a half pound, or you can have six plants and the standard uh, and um, have uh, six flowering, six veg. Now, when it comes down to the county, each county is given the choice to operate how they want to. So. If the county chooses to acknowledge that, they can. If not, then they don't have to. So that means if you go to a, a doctor and you get a, a license, say, you know, I want to grow 99 plants, and I paid the guy 600 bucks to do it. He was a doctor. <laughs> and then next thing you know, um, you know, for whatever reason, you have flood, whatever, you know, uh, or a fire or something, and cops come involved, and they're like, well, you uh, and then they break it to you. Said, "Hey, you're only allowed to have six plants uh, in this county." And on you're going like, "What? I have you know doctor proof and uh, doctor's proof saying that I you know could have up to 99 plants." And you show them the legal paperwork, and they're gonna go, "Well, um, 
pretty much you can only do what the county allows you to. And it's your job to know uh, the rules in your own county. And that's when you're kind of like the counter of like, okay, so I went and paid a doctor and he told me I can do all this stuff. It's like, if I went and got prescribed Xanax or anything else, other crazy like that, it's like, am I questioning after that? Like <laughs> whether the doctor told me the right or wrong shit. It's like, you see how this is fucked up, you know? So that's where we're running into where, you know, so that's why I tell people the states are legal, you know, do your research um, as far as the bill that they pass. Um, so that way, you know, from a business standpoint, if you want to get into business um, and at the same time, that, that kind of affects your career. Small businesses probably going to give you a better opportunity um, for a career than some of these big corporations will, you know. Uh, so, um, yeah, do the research on your state, you know, the bill and research your counties, uh, know what you can and can't do. I mean, now we're talking in Oklahoma, we have to look around Indian reservation land too, you know, <laughs> funny, you know, so <laughs> it's, there's always a little stick you get in the mix, man. And, um, just doing the proper research and educating yourself and, it's all out there if you choose to look into it. So um, I tell people, you know, just, um, you know, just try and educate yourself and, and push yourself if that's what you, if you want to do. Cause I know a lot of people feel stuck that are out there, you know, that would love to do more, just don't know how to, um, you know, so if, uh, you want to look into states like that, like I said, you know, Oklahoma is definitely a state um, that, I mean, at this point in time, yeah, you're free uh, to do quite a lot more than a state like, you know, Colorado or some of these others, you know. I you can think that's where, like, California kind of fucking brings it on themselves. So I think if they were all, like, shaking hands and like all across the board a united front they would you know they wouldn't be taking so many uh federal attacks you know what i mean but i think there's the the highs and the lows in california i think them are you know where they find the weak spots where they're like okay we hit these guys you know what i mean they're not gonna put up a fight or whatever you know what i mean just kind of they pick and choose some people to fuck with over there in Cali because it's not a united front. Well, not only that, but out there in California, they also had a big, big uh, problem that a lot of these other states didn't have. Um, and that was like, you know, all the crazy shit going on underground, like the cartels and all that, you know. Um, definitely very prominent in California. A lot of the outdoor grows and, and whatnot, so... I think that also brought a lot of heat onto it out there. Uh, you know, when you got that shit going on in the, in the same field quite consistently, yeah, that's gonna unfortunately bring a lot of lot of uh, a lot of that to everybody else in the, that industry. So and I think it just kind of created something from there, and you know. Because in a lot of other states, you don't really see, you know, once they have medical programs, you know, you see that they're trying to work together. Like in Colorado, um, they do a pretty good job out there. They really do. Um, 
you know, they're not out there doing stupid shit, you know, kicking in people's doors, you know, just trying to take grow their own medicine or, you know, um, or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's very sad to see. And on top of the fires and everything in California, it's just, it's overall sad, you know. It's almost hard to see yourself, you know, um, after seeing all that stuff, setting up a grow out there, you know, because it's like, man, as much as it sounds, it's like the perfect place to grow. It's almost like, you know, it goes hand in hand with its, you know, its bullshit, really, like, unfortunately. That's why I give all the props, man. They're the fucking Mendo Dope boys, man. They, <laughs> yeah, they've been out there in the mountains crushing it, you know. I got to, uh, I actually got to test out their strain, and that was cool as shit, man. They're, uh, they're really cool dudes. Um, I got to hang out. I got a chance to, you know, uh, hang out with them, blaze out with them in, in Denver when they came out to do their, their tour and everything. And yeah, man, <laughs> I, I'm not a tobacco smoker, you know what I mean? So I don't really do blunts, but man, those motherfuckers had me smoking blunts all night, man. I was, huh. I was like, fuck, I already knew going into it. I was like, ah, oh, no, they got backwoods in there. <laughs> I already knew it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, they're yeah, cool. Pretty fucking cool, though. I can see bending the rules for a little bit for Mendo Dog. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's like it's fucking. You know, you're, you're chilling. Yeah, went in wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. What tripped me out at first was yeah, they really do. They look so much alike. You know, um, kind of fucked me up because I really didn't want to fuck up their names. You know. But yeah, they really uh they don't help by dressing alike either. <laughs> no. They're cool dudes though, man. I'm very awesome. I, I, I think they're I think they're badass. Um yeah, I've um actually that's where I learned about the, the extreme gardening, like the, the mycos and all that, you know, was from them and Yeah, I've loved to see you know, them fucking create that strain with sub and, huh, and that was awesome. They had that fucking pink pistol shooting locomotion, man. Yeah. She really brought like that fucking like burnt rubber. It was like, it almost smelled like, I would describe it as like setting oranges on fire. It was like what it smelled. You know, she, she like took a torch to an orange. Like that's what it smelled like. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Did you ever run the Mendo Dope? No, I didn't. I never ran the Mendo Dope. Never ran it. That's another one I haven't ran. Coracle uh, and Loco. Mm -hmm. Did you run the Locomotion? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was like the loco with a fucking uh, like a, a coracle switch on. That locomotion, man! That uh, that blue city diesel that was in that shit was fucking amazing. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Um, 
I believe they got like the sweet Irish Kush from the same guy uh, back in the day, and they made that uh, uh what was that stuff called? Um, had sweet Irish Kush in it. Shit finished like in six some odd weeks. I haven't seen anything finished that fast before on that quality ever. <laughs> I forget what came on there on Sub's birthday. Mendo uh-huh. Doughboys did, and uh, oh yeah, played uh, the weed part of the Weed Nerd uh, Nation two there. I thought that shit was pretty cool. Fuck yeah, he man! Was talking to them cats today. They're coming back. They're coming back. Actually, yeah, we're gonna do one of these here in a couple of weeks. Badass, man. I mean, the dope boys. So. Very cool. I think this might get some tips and tricks out of them guys yet. Well, no, like they haven't dumped out enough, though. I mean, come on. Well, they've got like three, four seasons of uh, <laughs> showing yeah. us how to grow, though. Yeah, man, and I'll tell you, uh, like that whole uh, technique I was telling you about, about pinching and laying the plants over, that's where I learned that from, was them. So, um, yeah, it's like an alternative to topping, you know, because when you're growing from seed, you like don't want to top, and it's like you're already wasting so much time, you know, so um so it's like, fuck, I just want to lay this bitch over and let the rest of the branches grow up. <laughs> right down, right down. Yeah, man. Justin's meds, I did not know Five Points Gardens. And you got to tag me when you want to ask a question. You have to put the at Eagle Gardens in there. It really helps. So I do try to rechat a little bit, but it, when you put in the Ad Eagle Gardens, it uh, makes a red box. It's hard for me to miss. We're getting stoned, man. So, I mean. <laughs> that Detroit which, was loud, Tony, man. That, that stuff wanted to go forever. Detroit Diesel, that thing was... Uh, 12 week or easy. <laughs> Sorry again, I'm just rambling on firing back on chat. Shit, you did it, man. I mean, we're close to that 420 mark here, man. Oh, yeah. Did you think you'd have went the distance when we started tonight? Think we would have went the whole fucking <laughs> five hours? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. I just fucking I play it by ear. I start getting into some hits and see how it goes. You know, I'm a night owl too, so I I can't stand the early morning shit. <laughs> fuck, man. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. You know, I hope you're not listening to Richard. <laughs> fucking uh, fucking actually gonna do some fucking skill trades. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, man. Actually, 
fucking was like uh, doing some remodeling that tattoo shop lately, man. And I was fucking put the bags on. I was like, yeah, it feels good to do, you know, actually do some, you know, regular work again. I've got a little cocky. I had to push some pretty decent offers, you know. Hey, man, you want to come to work? First time I was like, no. Accounting our offer. And I was like, huh, maybe. <laughs> now that I've kind of committed, I'm like, man, what the fuck was I thinking? I said, I even kind of checked back yesterday, last night. I'm like, so did you tell him we were going to be there tomorrow? He's like, why? Are you ready to come back to work or come, you know, strap on the bags? I'm like, I don't know, man. I said, you tell him you're going to be there? We were going to be there? He's like, yep. I'm like, well, I'm going to be there. I don't fucking, I don't let people down, man. If I said I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. So I'm going to be there for at least this one. So, all right, man. I do take this shit highly, man. You know, you know, I don't think a lot of people actually view that when you're like working for somebody. You know what I mean? You know, in this instance, you know, he told, you know, he's like an employer, small contractor. You know, you tell somebody, hey, I'm going to be there, you know, Thursday to do your job. And then, like, you know, somebody like myself, borderline wanting to know. If I I change my mind and, you know, don't go in tomorrow, then he's got to call his customer and go, well, things change. You know, sorry, (laughs) I got to reschedule you. And that looks bad on the company, you know what I mean? And uh, I I try to take that shit kind of into consideration. I gave that dude my word, so... You know, I don't want to make, it's not like I'm letting down a you know, person, I'm letting down a company. I don't necessarily want to make company look bad just because I changed my fucking mind, you know what I mean? So in this case, I'll at least make it right by, you know, toughing it out through this this one job and then we'll see where it goes from. That's what I told him too. I said, ah, you got me on this one, no man of my word, but we're going to see <laughs> where it goes. We'll take it job by job, my friend. See what you got next. See what you got next. Fuck <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that'd be cool, dude. It's it's always good to like, you know, get out there and fucking, you know, try new shit and um and whenever you're working in a small company like that, uh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like you, you realize how much of an impact you make. It's like, yeah, if I don't show up, that shit ain't getting done. <laughs> You know, it's not like you can just like skip, you know, somebody's going to fill in for you, you know, um, and you feel that way. That's good that you see that, man, because, um, you know, some some guys go into situations just totally taking people for granted and, and shit, you know, thinking about themselves and just like trying to get paid, you know, <laughs> and so that's cool as hell, man. So I've been like, uh, I've done like plumbing over the years. I've done like, you know, uh, sprinkler installation and service and sprinklers. I freaking, you know, uh, I've done door to door sales for roofing. And that sucked. You know, try to go knock on someone's door and then be like, hey, you want to fucking talk about your roofing insurance today? (laughs) Hello? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to think about randomly putting money into that roof. Only the cool ass people are only gonna be the ones that give you 
a shot and you start realizing how many cool ass people there are out there on that level. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I can be cool at times, but I don't know if I'm fucking like staying at my, my door talking to you about roofing insurance. Cool. <laughs> well, I actually, I'm, I'm that guy that will like let you ramble or talk to you for a minute if you don't mind the fucking weed smell wafting out of it. If you can keep a straight face <laughs> and go through your whole spiel without cracking a smile while the weed smell and the smoke's just wafting out that front door, <laughs> power to you, man. <laughs> I got a minute. <laughs> fucking contact buzz just I'm sitting there trying to get through their spiel. <laughs> yeah man yeah dude, it's you know there's some some jobs out there it's like you don't realize it at the time but it's like this job really sucks you know or it has its cool aspects of it you know I'm making a little money whatever I'm getting by but then you come into situations where you start seeing a subtotal of your experience come together as a whole and you look back on that and almost like you know you never want to look back on it and be like damn i should have like probably soaked up a little bit more of experience out of that while i was there because if you're in a situation where it's like even if you know you're not going to be there like forever or even that long it's like try and fucking learn as much there that would actually be beneficial to you so that way maybe down the road whenever you are running a business or something like that you know uh you can look back and be like damn you know you start thinking of all those situations that you took seriously that helped you you know run boy 7426 would like to know uh what kind of lamps you run well um inside uh i got just something a little old school um it's nothing crazy. Uh, we're running a six-inch six vented hoods with single-ended Hordelux uh, lights, um, or, or light bulbs, rather. Um, I got the Super Eye Metal Halide, um, and then a Super Eye uh, High Pressure Sodium for flower. And um, I'm running them off Phantom Dimmable Ballast. Um, now that's just like i said for home now um the facility uh, we're gonna be running a multitude of lights which will range from uh gavita dual-ended hid lighting um order lux dual-ended hid hid lighting um and then we're also going to have um the single-ended uh, super eye metal hot lights uh in our veg because even though with all the new technology of ceramics, um, you know, uh, LED, uh, the dual ended, um, still to this day that uh, Hortolux has a single ended super eye uh, metal halide that is just still unmatched by uh, the other competitors. Um, so the way to get a maximum efficiency out of that bulb would to be run like an open hood you know, um, so that way you don't have 
uh, and and don't vent the hoods because the, venting the hoods and actually leaving the glass in the hoods takes away um, a good chunk of um, I'd say about at least 15 20 percent of your lighting efficiency right out the gate even being clean and brand new um, so yeah if you want an efficient setup with that run open hoods you know don't vent you know so you would have an AC or sealed system something like that um yeah and they're they're big fucking bulbs they really are but they they produce really strong strong branches that uh hold their weight in flower and uh produce um quite a bit of quite a bit of bud so um uh, i've always uh, gone with those um never since i've used them and I, in a commercial environment uh still haven't like I said, seen anything that's compared to them, so we still use those in veg. Uh, but yeah, um, for clone, if you're curious about that, we run like a T5, you know. Um, there's LED options for that as well. Portalux has LED clone, clone lights that are pretty fucking expensive, but uh, yeah, T5s are still pretty, um, pretty cheap and readily available. Uh, by AgroBright is a pretty affordable company um, for T5s. Um, now LED, I've I've been seeing some claims that people are getting faster results rooting with LED lights uh, as well. So we're going to have to be testing that in some of our research and development in our facility. Um, at the same time, I'm going to be doing some research and development with a few different LED lights, um, starting with, you know, some of the industry leaders. We're going to be using the Gavita 1700E. Um, I believe it's called the Gavita Pro 1700E. Um, we're going to be using uh, that one, uh, testing out that system. We'll be testing out a, uh, a Horde Lux, um, Oh uh, gosh, what is the, the name of the Hoylux brand here? Yeah, I'll find it. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it'll be the Hoylux uh, LED 700ES. They just dropped that system. We're going to be testing that one out because I've I've always loved Hoylux. I mean, undeniable the quality. I mean, they are. A, true quality uh, lighting provider and you'll know when you're doing business with them <laughs> there's no like working this big crazy deal with them they're like yeah dude we'll we'll do you this price you can take it or leave it because they know that they make damn good product uh, but you're, you'll pay for it but shit you get what you pay for that's for sure i know that with hard lux um same thing with Gavita. you know so I'm really interested in um, dialing in uh, the systems and kind of seeing which ones, you know, may outperform the other. And you never know in what realm that may be, whether it's flower yield or whether it's a, a rosin yield or, you know, we'll see. Because a lot of these LEDs. What about LEDs, buddy? I love them. Oh, you do? 
so you haven't worked with them much man and uh me being so used to you know these eight wheat veg you know um we grow big plants so i'm worried that i will have an led that'll be subpar strength to an hid light but now with um um as far as height you know if you got like a fucking you know you're talking like six seven foot plant with an led you know still trying to get you know your two to three pounds of out of that fucker you know um so it's like um there's only a few leds that have you know that can do that <laughs> um from what i've at the quality I mean, that very light right now man they're killing it man there's a lot of great units out there that will easily replace these thousand waters I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm seeing a lot of them pop up. I guess whenever I look at them, I just, you know, I see a lot of companies. I'm like, who the fuck are these guys, you know? So, um, and reputation that's does mean the a lot. thing, though. It's not like the, the bulbs anymore. I mean, the diodes are pretty much the same across the board. There's not a lot of, you know, variance. It's more or less the companies just, you know, smacking their sticker on the same board. You know, across. So yeah, I guess basically it boils down to drivers anymore. What's actually pushing the lights? I think, in my opinion. Well, some of these uh, LED lights that uh, we're looking at as well. Like I said, these new Gavitas and some of these other, like the Spectrum King. I mean, these are not like uh, LEDs you can just keep inches away from your plants. I mean, you still got to keep them a good, you know, 18, 24, 36 inches away from the canopy. You know, because um they will give you like you know an estimated you know like 20 percent reduction in your electricity cost but you're not sacrificing that for any resin production you're not sacrificing that for any density you know and, and whatnot so that's kind of what i'm seeing is the real replacement for some of these um hid growers you know it's like these lights that are really powerful led lights you know and um there's just different styles of them as well. Um, uh, I've seen the guys, you know, like the that Gavita 1700, you know, the Gavita Pro 1700, that it's stretched out, you know, and then you have the rows of lights. Um, and it's a pretty large light. I think it's like, I, know, I think 36 inches or something across. It's pretty broad. Um, now, some of these other LEDs, uh, like Avita, they just came out with this one. Uh, let me get the model number from this one. Okay. It's a Gavita CT 1930E LED. Um, that is uh, getting released in January. So we're going to definitely be testing that sucker out. And these are the type of LED lights that you can just literally go in there and fucking you pull out down your HID lights and hang those fuckers up and you're good to go. You don't have to do a huge modification, you know, for your lights, which is huge for a lot of these facilities, you know, who spent, I mean, just tons of money building out their facility in spec for those HID lights, including the HVAC, you know? So think about somebody who just all of a sudden wants to go LED, you know, it's like they want to, but fuck, <laughs> you know, 
it changes everything. So um, it ends up turning into a really expensive project or something they had to just implement down the road. So, um, but yeah, when they can just go in and swap those lights out, man, and, and get their energy savings and do their thing, I'm like, man, I think that's really how a lot of these places are going. But um, I think the future in uh, commercial cannabis production is in the double, trickle, double, triple deckers and shit like that with, with these LED lights. You know, because you're able to, you know, literally, I mean, just by two stories, I mean, if you had 10,000 square foot space, you know, and you're utilizing, you know, say 5,000 of it for, you know, growing, you know, so you instantly turn your small little 5,000 grow into a little 10,000, you know, um, canopy space grow uh, by just double decking, you know, so that's kind of where the industry is going. And uh, I think a lot, you're going to see a lot of people going LED as we go along, just because um, it's going to be like monkey see monkey do, you know, a uh, facility sees another facility running, you know, LEDs and has these big ass fucking buds and, and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, it's half the cost. And, you know, um, it, yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> Uh, and at the same time, you're not dealing with all the heat, so your VPD levels are much better. You know, um, the food in your medium will last longer, so you're not you're able to save money all around the board from watering to air conditioning to literally how much food your plants uptake because your roots are going to have moisture long, longer because your plants aren't going to be working as hard um, with all that heat. So, yeah, everything comes into play. And that's why I think, yeah, the LEDs are really the way. It's just where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm definitely at that point where I'm ready to do some research and development with these lights, man, and, and really see what they can do under proven, uh, you know, grow conditions, you know, um, with good methods and see how, see how they react, you know. Like whenever I talk about, uh, what's it called? Lux lighting, for example, you know, I think this is probably the biggest company right now. People may hate me for this one. I don't know if they're, if they're a Lux lighting fan, but, um, yeah, you know, they do great deals, you know, just, they're, they're just a great example of what I'm talking about. Like that you can get great bud weight. They'll give you great deals. Um, you know, the, the light technology itself is, you know, it's, it's getting there. But one thing uh, that seems to throw off, and this is with a lot of brands like this, they, um, they're up and comers, they come out, they're doing everything right, but they skip some major steps. And, you know, like, um, I think they could probably implement, I, I'm not a scientist or anything, but um, they just don't seem to have the resin production. You know, and from what I understand, that's from UV, you know, mainly. But I don't know that, you know. I just noticed that, uh, you know, I've facilities that have ran Gavitas and facilities we've ran the Lux Lighting, it's like we had, like, no fox tailing out of the Gavitas with insane resin production, you know, and under the same exact 
methods, you know, grown commercially in the same rooms and everything using the Lux lighting, they had fox tailing and uh, less resin production. And I was like, you know, and that, and I don't do it to ever diss on people. And I've even told Lux lighting themselves that, you know, it's more of a constructive criticism and a consumer report than anything. Um, I would love to see a company like that um, dial in those things because a company that does do good deals and works really hard to have a good quality product, good customer service, you know, um, once they get to those levels, it's like, yeah, they're going to really be crushing it. And I've seen pretty good results from them. Um, I guess just whenever we're talking about comparing, you know, fucking industry leaders against up and comers, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, you know, and that's, what's fun is being able to try them against each other and seeing which ones, uh, come out on top and which ones need a little bit more work, you know? So what I see at that point is I'm like, cool, I'll ditch this model, you know, and then we're going to retrofit with our better results. Um, whatever gave us that. And then, um, we go from there onto the next test. Um, and if they end up dropping a new light down the road or something, they're just like, this is our new improved, whatever, you know, and all this and that, we'll give it a run, you know, but that's how these guys are. They'll come out with a model and, uh, you give it a try, you know, um, not every model, even from the industry leaders is going to be a big winner. So just, um, just knowing how to choose, uh, choose your light for what works best for you, you know, um, it, and a lot of it's depending on what you're trying to set up or what you have set up and you can't afford to change and all this and that, you know, um, I use that reference of guys changing out HID lights that spend a lot of money to change out those. And then now they got options where they can just swatch them, uh, swap them out, you know, other, on the other hand, you know, going into it, you could always try and make double deckers, triple deckers, you know, and uh, work with LED lighting that you can keep real close, grow smaller plants and, uh, and cycle that way. So um, just making sure that you have the proper light intensity for the size of plant you're growing. And um, yeah, man, there's, there's so many badass LEDs out there now and it's, it's really exciting. Um, they are more expensive. Um, so always make sure you check into their warranties too, because nothing sucks more than when you go spend twelve to fifteen hundred dollars on a light, <laughs> and then they have a shitty warranty, you know, um, or a terrible customer service or whatever. Because that's one thing I, I'm real big on, and I love the industry leaders for, you know, um, uh, they are going to get back to you and they're going to, I mean, if you got their product, it's like, you know, you got to guarantee that they're going to help you out with it. Um, Gavita is like that. Hortolux is like that. You know, those are my two top favorite lighting brands. You know, I mean, they just, they crush it and they have the history to prove it. I mean, fuck, I can't tell you how many grows I've walked into with those lights and they're doing a great job, you know, but Yeah, not a ton of 
Okay. Mr. Clover 420. I'm going to have to actually, this time, I'm going to actually have to call it because. <laughs> you tapping out on me? Fucking, yeah, <laughs> I got to fucking go do a real job tomorrow. <laughs> I'm um, already fucking all day long. I've been thinking to myself, what in the fuck am I thinking? What in the fuck am I thinking? What? <laughs> <laughs> but it uh, is what it is. Oh, yeah, buddy. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate me. you coming on. Well, I got a few things to tell you before you go, so don't don't run off yet. Don't run off yet. <laughs> well, first thing I want to tell you is uh, keep the Zoom number, please. You know, I don't, you said you're a night owl, so yeah. any night that there's a rabbit hole or, you know, it leads to a rabbit hole, one or the other, you know, uh, yeah. feel free to jump in, man. The Zoom number is always the same. You see us all smiling, boom, all of us hanging out. You want to come fucking smoke and talk with us? You don't, there's no invite anymore. Once, you know, you just go pop on. I just click the button. There you are. You know, the invite portion of it's over. Now you come anytime you want to come out and hang out now. <laughs> so it's an open invitation from this point on. Awesome, man. So. Yeah, I'll do that, uh, you know, because I got you on, on here, so I'll get your notification whenever you go live and stuff. Um, I definitely pop in and shit, man. And like I said, once I, I'm going to try and keep everybody up, you know, um, kind of like up to speed as I'm doing this Oklahoma thing. So I can show you all what's going on and stuff. Um, it's going to be really fucking exciting and fun to watch, you know. Um and hopefully, you know, down the road, we have some more maybe opportunities for some weed nerds down the road, you know, um, once we end up growing our brand into Oklahoma, you know. So, you know, people look out for, uh, you know, follow me at Clover of the Dank and uh, give me a follow. Come check it out if you haven't, if you got Instagram. Not really uh do any other social media really much. I just, I like, I like Instagram. It's pretty badass. One other thing I want to ask you for before you go, and that's the yeah. fucking, the fucking, uh, the soundbite. Your, your soundbite for this episode. Basically, mm -hmm. it's like the old, old school radio fucking, hey, this is fucking Pantera and I'm on fucking Z Rock. But then this is to be more like fucking, hey, this is Clover, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode yeah. 255. You can, you know, do whatever else you want with it, plus, minus. Basically, this will be your commercial for your episode on Instagram. So, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm looking for anyway, if you could. Yeah, I got you, man. Well, I'm Clover, fucking weed nerd. You can follow me on Clover the Dank on Instagram. Hall of Dank. Did I mention my fucking weed nerd? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Come on. Uh, what, what's your show? It's a fucking talking shit with Eagle. I like that, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm not very good at the whole promo thing, but yeah. Come on here, talk some shit with Eagle. Talk some shit with with Clover from time to time. You know, 
whenever my ass isn't fucking running circles around myself. <laughs> oh yeah, man. We're here. Talk a little oh, bit. Man, I do appreciate it. Oh, did I cut you off, Rylan? No, I was gonna say we can talk a little bit of bullshit uh, next time uh, if we ever have any more topics. Um, you know, questions about growing or anything like that, man. I love talking shop about you know, um, you know, weed and what I've learned over the years and uh, trying to pass on the knowledge. Like I said, that you know, sub pass on to me, and uh, like I said, a large majority of. Uh, knowledge that I am talking from has come from him. So I just, um, the other small part would be from my, my own experience, but yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I don't want to hold you up and shit. I know you got to probably get up early and go do uh, some adulting tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, man. I I'll pop in uh, anytime you got a stream going or something, dude. Uh, if you want, do you want me to like uh, message you? Just pop on in. Just pop on in. If it says the rabbit hole, it's a you're more than welcome to jump on in. All right, buddy. Please do. Hell yeah, dude. Sounds good. Well, like I said, thanks again for having me, and I hope everybody you know uh, had a chill time hanging out with us and stuff, you know, just smoking some bowls, talking some shit with Eagle. <laughs> so that was the sound bite right there. I gotta go back and clip that out. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everybody has a dank night. Fucking you know, uh tag your favorite grill, your favorite pick, you know. Share that shit. You know, let us know what you're smoking on. Show us a pic of that. We like to see that shit, you know. Tell us what you what you learned, you know what I mean, what your experience is with, uh, you know, we can learn about doing this shit together. That's what it's all about, man. So thanks for having me, buddy. Uh, I don't know when to shut the fuck up, by the way. <laughs> no worries man i appreciate you coming on and uh please come back please come back they're already i don't know if you're reading chat but they're already asking you to come back and uh saying they're giving you a follow i'm sure you'll get a heck of a response from uh hanging out tonight and uh thanks again brother it means absolutely. a lot it really does absolutely man i'm 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 definitely i'm feel blessed and, and I'm happy that you had me, man. I um, I know I kind of beat around the bush. I was trying to fucking <laughs> find a, a moment where we could line the shit up, but we finally made it happen. So, uh, and I'll definitely be sneaking in here again. So, uh, I'll take a, one more little final toke before I guess we we sign off and and all that. Everybody. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Enjoying this episode. I know you did. And uh, I'm probably not shouting out tonight. Maybe I will. I don't know. But uh, appreciate you tuning in. You guys know the deal. Random acts of kindness save lives. 
please do something nice for somebody. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Any last thing you want to say, Clover? Have a dank day.